0: The winning team, all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
1: Yeah, the sub's still out on the hand and turf, warming up, trying to catch the eye maybe in terms of either manager making a half-time change, which would surprise you, Mark Wilson, I think. It won't be long before Ange Postacoglu sends for alternative options because he tends to, but as things stand, Celtic lead this Scottish Cup final by a goal to nil, and they've not been at their best. What will he be trying to get across in that dressing room? He'll
2: obviously be delighted at the head because it is a cup final at the end of the day and that's all that really matters. But I think the standards that he sets, he would expect a lot better from his team. I think he'll just be reminding them to brush up on a few things. Um, and of course, if, it, if they don't get any better within about 10 to 15 minutes, then look at the bench. You've got Haxabanovich, Abada, Turnbull, O, O, you know, plenty and reserves that he can bring on if he if he wants to stretch this game even further.
1: Yeah, I mean, Gordon Diel, that's the thing. Ange Postacogl, I heard him speaking this week about how he does treat cup games entirely different. It's all outcome-focused. It's all about what happens at the end. And sometimes it's difficult when you're here and you're watching a game to separate the football match and what's at stake. If Celtic gone and win this 1-0, I don't think the fans are going to sit in their hands at the end and be disappointed because of the way the 90 minutes have panned
3: out. If it stays like this, Celtic have won an eighth treble. Yeah, cup finals are all about winning trophies for Now, you're right, I don't think Anne spotter would be too concerned, but I think the biggest thing is he's turned up here, third favourites against the underdogs of Inverness. After what happened last weekend, the terrific performance against Aberdeen, were we expecting 1-0 at half-time? Absolutely not. We were we expecting Inverness goalkeeper to have such an easy time in the first 45 apart from picking the ball out the net from Tirogo, a wonderful strike? Absolutely not. He will be demanding a little bit more. He won't finish this season in style. But as you quite rightly said, it's all about the treble. It's all about winning the Scots Cup. Yeah, it,
1: it never really went flat from a fan's perspective, Mark. It went flat on the pitch, I think. It, it remained flat for a long time, actually. But from a, a crowd perspective, it never really went flat. Inverness trying to urge their team up the pitch. Celtic fans stuck with them. So, yeah, yeah it'll be interesting to see at what point Inverness abandoned their... Contain Celtic tactics because now they simply have to. Yeah, at well, uh, well, uh, of course. At some point,
2: like I said before, Dodgy will be, you know, want to stay in this game for as long as possible. And while it's only up one, of course you're in the game, and you you may look at your your bench and think we can throw a wee bit more caution to wind in those remaining 15 minutes. But for the the opening part of the second half, it's about doing the exact same things as his team carried out and try to frustrate Celtic. Try to force Starfield into mistakes like. Like you've seen him right on the half-time whistle there. You know, it's a clear tactic from Inverness to leave Starfield on the ball. And he's getting frustrated at times and he kicks it long and at the pitch, so unlike the way Celtic play. That's all part of Inverness's game plan. If he can get his team to carry that out for the opening 20 minutes to this second half, then of course he'll be he'll be pleased and then add a wee bit more In- as
3: an attack. Set. Inverness will need to be careful, Gordon. Yes, they're 1-0 down. But there's still a glimmer. They're still holding on being in this cup final if they go and they change one or two things and they get careless and slack that cup final will go away for them very quickly and they could be anything
1: Yeah here come the teams for the second half and in Inverness first out and I do think there is going to be a change of some description at the break I can see 4th official down there David Dickinson with the board in his hand Abada. Uh, and it actually is Abada. Liel Abada is going to come on for Celtic so Celtic have gone first on the change and Dyson Maeda is the man who's going to be withdrawn for Celtic so either picked up a knock or Ange Postecoglou simply not impressed with what he's witnessed from the Japanese wide man and Liel Abada often scorer of big goals for Celtic is on to try and get in on the act this afternoon in Bernays, unchanged as they look to try and frustrate Celtic the way they did in that first half but perhaps add a bit more attacking threat as well. It's maybe not been a classic, but as things stand, Celtic are 45 minutes away from winning the Scottish Cup, 45 minutes away from another domestic treble, 45 minutes away, in fact, from an eighth treble for the club. The referee checks his watch in the second half at Hamden gets underway.
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes with Clyde Build Windows and Doors. Buy now, pay nothing till 2024.
4: Yes, back underway for the second half of the Scottish Cup final. Inverness to take kick-off Celtic. 1-0 up Kyogo with the goal in that first half. And as Gordon brought us the news there, there has been one change for Celtic. Lil Abada coming on for in Maida what do you make of that one Fraser?
5: Yeah no surprise I, th- I think Celtic uh, will be like luster in-, in attack I-, I like Jota from the left I think he's more effective when he can he cut inside and he scored many a wonderful goal but he's also got that, that power and the-, the-, the trick to go down the-, the outside as well and Abada for all he's not played as many games as he did last season from the start he's got a great record in goals and assists as well so no surprise the Coglo is quite often just quite quickly it makes those changes it's not going well not playing well okay off you come and uh, he's done it here, so no, no great surprise. But it could have been one of maybe five or six players, especially in the attacking third.
6: I think he took a whack early on, Dyson Meda, and I'm trying to be very kind to him. And that may have affected him for the remainder of the half, because if Ange Postacoglu was thinking about change, he could have taken off any one of 10 outfield players, with the exception of Kyogo, who is Mr. Predator. Um, so Billy Dodds has lost the cup, unless. He does something about it I mean the the pattern As we resume for the second half Is the same as it was for all of the first half Uh,
4: But A chance for Celtic here Kyogo just at a very tight angle Mark Ridgers came rushing out And I think actually the flag went up for offside It was a save by Mark Ridgers It would have gone out for a corner But the flag went up after the ball Had gone out of play And that one looked to be the correct call
6: Well one of these times It will be Kyogo who will make it 2-0 Unless Billy Dawes does something that that attempts to influence the match, the progress of the match. There's a shot, but blocked. Uh, Instant reaction, Celtic look like they did in the first half as well. Uh, Low key. Uh, that I thought, played well against Aberdeen in the league match last Saturday. Uh, So when he gets the ball at his feet That that could be interesting
4: Yeah, what would you file that shot under, Fraser? Was that speculative, Speculative, ambitious?
5: Speculative, yes (laughs) You've got a couple of wordsmiths in here Yourself, the broadcaster Hugh experienced (laughs) wordsmith So uh, speculative was nice Jay Henderson But it was a shot And uh, they've not had a shot at all the and they won't change Mark Wilson was saying that Half time They won't change I think one Because they, they can't they just, they, they just won't get enough Of the ball But second they, 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 If they do that They'll open themselves up Far too early So just keep doing the same thing If it's one nil with 15 minutes to go That's when Billy Dodds Will look to his, his bench He's got Aaron Dorn Who's been, been won a cup with with uh, with Inverness he plays in the wide areas Daniel Mackay he's on loan from Hibs again scored in the semi-final a good attack player on Roddy McGregor Austin Samuels was on the books of Aberdeen last season as well so the, the, he's got attackers on the bench he can change it if he if he has to towards the end but at the moment for Inverness just keep doing the same thing so have come out with a wee bit more even more urgency, there's a couple of times now they've tried to slide the ball in behind for, for Kyogo.
4: Yeah, I wonder um, whether Inverness are maybe playing a, a higher line intentionally or is it just that they were forced back so much in the first half yeah. that it looks that way now
5: It could be, yeah, it could be but I think Celtic's ball, though sliding the ball in between the fullback and the centre-back on, on the left-hand side here with a Abada just pulling the, the, the full-back wide they didn't do that in the first half they didn't try and get Kyogo in behind and uh, they've, they've tried that a couple of times so far Um, And almost got success. Now, there's a, you know, Iwata,
6: shabby pass out the park. Uh, You know, to describe them as low key Celtic is to do them a massive favour. A cup final performance, this is not.
4: Yeah, it was a pass from Iwata just trying to cut it back towards Alistair Johnson, and the ball played into the Celtic box by Inverness, but Joe Hart was quick to gather and even quicker to get the ball to the feet of Matt O'Reilly, Celtic now looking to forge an attack of their own. Yeah, Abada
5: will be, will be keen to, to perform as well and show that he should have been in from the start. I agree with Hugh, I thought he played really well. I think he's come on and he's, he's done really well and I think Celtic are better balanced with him on the right and Jota on the left. There's just a better look about them and uh, but Meire is obviously a favourite but he plays up front for Japan but there's no place with Kyogos so it's, it's a kind of strange one that Abada doesn't play more often for me.
4: I wonder how much They'll benefit as well Because they were starting To find those areas To get cutbacks A lot more towards The end of The first half You wonder Abada's so good At sort of stealing in At the back post And, yeah. and getting ahead Of the full I wonder if that was part Of Ange Postacoglu's Thinking Because he's more likely To do that than Dyson Maida
5: Yeah he's a goal scoring winger He scores a lot of goals Did really well last last season as well But even with limited appearances He's He's uh, he scored a lot of goals For Celtic And a lot of assists And there again you know, Ball from the back Starfield trying to play The ball over the top And uh, trying to get The ball in behind The full back there For a bad It's not quite coming off But it's clearly that Celtic's intent To try and push Inverness back Towards their own
4: goals Yeah I mean they, They've been a bit more Direct so far In this second half And you know I think when people hear The word direct Well I'll get back to that In a second Because Celtic have the chance It's Jota on the left wing He's looking for Well he's cut into the box actually Goes for the back heel for Rio Hatati It's now at the feet of Matt O'Reilly And it's cleared by Inverness And that looked like a big chance Wasted for Celtic Because They almost had a bit of a Two on one situation When the ball was played through To Jota on the left wing
6: I Go back to the point I made In the first half Over elaboration Yeah. Uh, you know the, There's a direct approach And then there's all this Step overs Flicks And who knows what uh, and that's another good chance Going up begging
5: Yeah, I think you're absolutely spot on Hugh Over elaborate, I mean Jota did really well Use his pace to just nick in Before Danny Devine He's, he's getting behind And I think Robbie Dees mm. Is one on one With Kyogo in the middle There's, there's support coming from Atati and O'Reilly And Jota just slowed down He slowed down As he was moving towards the box Almost as if he's waiting For somebody to pass To be short pass A couple of flicks there And then all of a sudden It's, it's cleared So for me Jota is absolute best Is driving into the box And
4: committing defenders yeah, but the game will be stopped by John Beaton because Billy Mackay is down injured. There wasn't a foul by Tomoki Iwata there. I think the game has just been stopped because he made Billy that, Mackay is injured.
6: He made that sign of distress straight away. Yeah, Billy yeah. Mackay is after... But he's,
4: yeah, he's, he's, he's sitting up now, at least. Um, he just tried to flick the ball around the corner, didn't control it properly. Then, if anything, he actually maybe committed a foul on Iwata and just as Iwata was turning and Billy Mackay went to ground I think he, he maybe stood on the, the foot of Billy Mackay not intentional at all from Tomoki Iwata but you can see why that one Hartley Inverness striker
5: yeah sore one a sore one the studs right in the inside of the ankle and it was just as Iwata went to plant his foot to, to run away there was there was nothing uh, no malice in that at all but a sore one for Billy Mackay but he's, he's okay he's up and around it's just a kick
4: yeah, well, Billy Dodds looking towards his bench you wonder how long he actually there's Dyson Maida on screen he now has sort of ice taped around his calf so it does look as if it was an injury I think he was I can't remember who it was it had kicked through the back of Wallace, him at one Wallace point Duffy. Wallace Duffy yeah. so potentially that may have been where he sustained that injury Yeah, a kick on his calf
5: that will be, be a sore one maybe just stiffened up over half time and as you mentioned earlier maybe that just held him back slightly if it was sore in the first half but uh, given his performance I don't think even if he was just Taken off, I don't think he can complain
4: too much. I did wonder whether we'd see any display from the Celtic fans towards Ange Postecoglou with everything that's been going on this week. Not heard any reports of anything like that from Hamden so far, Hugh?
6: No, no, they're probably um, asleep watching the game. <laughs> um, but Cali Cal Thistle are now trying to do something, they, they, they are alive to the prospect. That they could get an equalising goal What a good ball that is in
4: Yeah a cross from the right into the Celtic box And it was Tomoki Iwata at the edge of the 6 yard box That managed to get a foot in first And Inverness It was the first real chance They've just threatened to get inside Celtic box but it was well defended in the end by Tomoki Iwata but this will lift the Inverness players and the Inverness supporters because yeah. they've not really had anything to cheer about so far that was something that, that would have got a few of them off their seats
5: Yeah and they give the players a wee bit of confidence as well a couple of touches in the, the Celtic box I can't think of any touches uh, during the first half that were in the Celtic box and then Danny Devine winning a free kick about 10 yards inside the Celtic half and they will put this one in the box and we spoke earlier on about the height that Celtic don't have in their team but Inverness haven't even had an, a free kick or an opportunity to knock the ball long into the box and you can see Celtic here defending very high about 25 yards outside their box Well it's
4: clipped in from that deep free kick for Inverness but Joe Hart comes out to gather the chance before that was Wallace Duffy's low cross from the right Nathan Shaw was making the run towards the 6 yard box he was just unable to get there and Tomoki Iwata ended up sort of clearing it off yeah, well, Nathan for, Shaw sure.
6: fortunate For me, we're at a a juncture in the game now where Celtic score all over. Cup one, treble one. Uh, But if Cali Thistle score, uh, you'd better put your seatbelt on Um, because Celtic are, as they were in the first half, now there's another classic example there. They are shocking. Um, The the ball out the park again, uh, just no care and attention, lack of concentration, call it what you will, uh, so We're at the stage where Unless Kyogo strikes A second time There is Every possibility That we could get The shock of our lives here
4: Yeah well Just saw John Robertson In the stand there Watching on The ace yeah, of hearts Former teammate
5: of mine Yeah good, good guy John And Been around in Inverness For a long time Hugh He's kind uh, of Worth a goal made, scorer made, he made was Made a life up there
4: Chota takes it to the byline The cross is Behind and it will be cleared by Inverness Celtic able to get possession of the ball again But another frustrating moment for Celtic Where they had the chance to, to get the ball into the box They had three players in there as well But just unable to, to find a hoop jersey
5: It's almost uh, it's, it's, Easy easy's not the word That's disrespectful to Inverness But the way the Inverness are playing is They're giving Celtic plenty of time on the ball In areas where they think they can't hurt them So 35 yards from goal Everybody's behind the ball. Nobody's pressing the ball, and so Celtic players are getting so much time to walk with the ball and just knock it across the back four. That I wonder whether, whether sometimes players like to be the tempo to be to be good and somebody to be closing them down so they can play around them, and that's to maybe that's maybe contributed towards the slack play from Celtic Throughout At- this game. Atati has had more
6: bad passes in this game than the rest of the season put together. And you use the word walk advisedly there, Fraser. You know, the Celtic are at walking pace. Yeah. This is, the, you know, you can get money back from your ticket because of the Trades <laughs> Description Act. This ticket says Celtic are playing, but that's not Celtic.
4: You know, it says here Inverness have had 33% possession. They have had more possession than they did in the first half. I'm still quite surprised at, at it being, you know, a, a third of possession Celtic have dominated the ball so far. They've, I mean, not quite dominated on chances but they've had chances where Inverness haven't but the ball is won in the midfield by Allardyce I think it was trying to play the ball through and just Inverness not able to to connect the passes there Jay Henderson was making the run out on the right Nathan Shaw was trying to make his impact known but just unable to to find the pass when they were running forward at pace, there are trying to unsettle the Celtic defence. That's
5: a chance, Hugh. That's yeah. a chance for in Inverness's yeah. circumstances. Viraldis does really well, steps in, wins a challenge in midfield. All of a sudden, he's broken beyond the Celtic midfield, and he's got Henderson, and I think he'd show up as well. And Mackay, just a couple of slack passes, you know. And Here that, we are that's, again. That's a chance. Yeah. Even though it wasn't a shot to go, it was a chance they to are, make
6: something for Inverness. But Inverness are creeping into this game. Not often you'd say this, but I, I said Hatati has more bad passes in this game than the whole season put together. O'Reilly has been caught in possession more times than the whole season put together. And the captain, the inspiration, the heartbeat, call him what you will, Callum McGregor has had no influence in this game
5: whatsoever. You've changed a wee bit at Inverness tactics. Shaw was wide left in the first half, and he's come in to play almost as a number 10, so it's kind of. Four four one one rather than a four five one, 5 and he's playing it lovely Gregor's passing place. by
4: Celtic to get into the box it was really good play but the ball was behind Kyogo from Matt O'Reilly Matt O'Reilly then shoots and that one is blocked by Cameron Harper will go out for a Celtic corner
6: well they, they look for the second goal uh, I'm just looking at O'Reilly although it's going to be a change yeah.
4: for Celtic now and interestingly it's going to be Kyogo coming off for Celtic maybe not one that a lot of people would have expected But Kyogo Applauds the Celtic support Makes his way Off the and pitch He's got the only goal Of the game It was a typical Kyogo well, Goal as well Great movement In the middle of the box And he will make way for Oh
6: He was A doubt He only trained on Friday Perhaps The the steam has gone out of him But I would not Take him off But, but Maybe he has to he go be, off yeah, yeah. But uh, You know Because They may Need Another goal In this game Um, O Score of two good goals Against uh, Aberdeen Last weekend It would be a big moment For him To score At Hampden But As I say Celtic as we approach The hour mark Had better be alive To the fact that Callie are creeping Back into this
4: Yeah well Kyogo has done his job he's got his goal at Hamden a big hug from Ange Postacoglu as he made his way off the pitch and O, who's been a good goal scoring form of late Oh really growing into that Celtic jersey he comes on to try and get a goal himself Celtic with the ball into the box Greg Taylor trying to cut it back but it's blocked by Inverness but come back again Celtic the cross going way over the top of the bar this time and if they were looking for O if Lila Bada was looking for O yeah, in the box poor. there, he was he was way off finding him.
5: Again, poor getting into a good area yeah. On the left hand side, cutting in. He just needed to knock it into the box. He's got plenty of bodies there. Wales over the top of the of the, of the players, and that's a, you know kind of sums up Celtic's game. You can only sh- assume here that was Ke- injured. Yeah. You know he's had that knock on his foot, and he's, he didn't appear at the Football Writers Player of the Year awards last Sunday because he was told to keep his feet, uh, sort of keep the weight off it. He's also, I don't know whether it's a factor in it as well, where he's been recalled to the Japan team, is not he? Yeah. Games mm-hmm. in the yeah. So maybe, maybe there's a bit there that Celtic are thinking, right, okay, we've got to give him the chance. Yeah, he's given to get Celtic back.
6: all that he can for the day, and he scored the goal. But, um, you know, Abada's final ball there sums up Celtic's day. Kyogo apart. Um, every player. Um, Abada's a terrific player. Uh, O'Reilly. Hatati, McGregor, all terrific players but they have taken the day off
4: That's one thing Inverness players won't want to see when they're looking over at the sidelines and Celtic are making substitutions because yes, Kyogo goes off but oh, he's an international striker he's got four goals in his last five games no matter who Celtic bring on at this stage it's, it's always going to be a, a big name or someone that can threaten an O oh. Is certainly, one of those at the moment, especially with the form he's in. But
6: I don't yeah. think the big names are important because big names are on the park and they are failing,
4: and and they have maybe picked. even psychologically though. If you're looking over and it's you know an international player that's coming on, because Celtic have that depth.
5: You still got Turnbull, you still got Forrest, you still got Haksabanovic as well in attacking areas, and and that's where the five subs does benefit the bigger clubs because you can bring on more top top players, and uh, and they use that very well. Celtic in particular always seem to make their their, their five uh, five substitutions. Always a different type of player for the for D's and Devine to deal with. Maybe somebody they'd, they'd like to deal with. I mean he's he's not immobile, but he's not the same sort of live wire that um, uh, Kyogo is. He's far more a kind of bigger target man. Yeah, he's he a handful, isn't he? He's
4: a physical presence up and there. And the big
5: centre backs might quite like that. But he's but he's a, he's a good player and he's he's a real goal threat as well. He's always in that six yard box. This is a game of two teams now, uh, Celtic.
6: Struggling badly Callie Thistle and Dermot, Desmond, there I see and Dermot
4: well. Desmond I don't think either of them look thoroughly Entertained with what they've seen so far In the stand yeah, Too much of the half-time grub <laughs> 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 a wee bit, Eyes are looking
5: a wee bit well, to, be really? fair, to be fair,
6: as I said The, the, the performance has put everyone to sleep uh, And Callie Thistle are Right back in this game And here's another test Of Joe Hart.
4: Well it's the easiest test that Joe Hart will ever have because it was a deep free kick from Inverness it was floated way over the top of every single blue shirt and into the hands of Joe Hart so no problems there for Celtic and they'll start again from the back
5: Billy Dodds will be furious at the side oh. of the park that's two free kicks 35-40 yards out not in dangerous areas but an opportunity to knock it into an area where all their big guys are up they can try and make something of it both times Celtic have pushed out and defended at 25 yards from goal to try and stop Inverness getting into that penalty box here, but Even then The free kicks have been over hit And they've been comfortable catches For Joe Hart With nobody near him And these these are chances For Inverness In terms of their game plan
4: yeah, well Inverness trying to Regain possession In the Celtic half I don't know whether that will be Given as a foul by John Beaton Or whether it will be Play on Celtic Managing to only get it As far as the halfway line Before Inverness Win the ball back And David Carson Plays it out to Wallace Duffy
6: well, there's a real chance of Inverness getting an equaliser. I I, I just feel that
4: uh, Celtic. What's that based on though? Because they've not they've not threatened Celtic's goal no, at all.
6: No, but they they can sense that Celtic are way off it, and they are gradually getting. It only take one chance for Billy Mackay, who's the kind of Kyogo of the Highlands. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm sure he's ever been Keogra described as highlands, that before. No, but I just thought I'd big <laughs> him up. Uh, but you Know there's just Celtic individually way below par, collectively never at the races. Um, you know, are they going to try and bluff their way to 90 minutes here and get the cup on the back of Kyogo's goal? Um, Dermot Desmond looking at that team.
5: Uh, you've seen I'm yeah, glad Angie's going yeah, after this performance.
4: Yeah. Oh, door. and there's a a big Ooh. challenge in there It was Real Hatati Who was wiped out In the midfield Celtic take the free kick Quickly O finds Jota O is wiped out in the process But it's play on Jota threads the ball through For Callum McGregor He cuts it back into The middle of the box
0: Goal flashes With Clyde Built Home Improvements
4: And Celtic score again Lille Abada making the run Into the middle of the box And that is what Celtic do They won a free kick But straight away The hand was on the ball It was passed forward quickly And Inverness could not deal with Celtic's pace Going forward Eventually cut back by Callum McGregor And we said it Lille Abada finds those pockets of space In the box And Lille Abada off the bench At half time And he gets his goal
6: End of the big picture Celtic Scottish Cup winners for the 41st time, treble winners for the 8th time, 5th treble for Callum McGregor involved in the build-up to the goal. Uh, you know, there are days when you're not at it at all, but get the job done. And that's a Celtic trait under Ange Postecoglou, and they are now the Scottish Cup holders.
4: It could have been easy for... Celtic to get distracted in the midst of all that because there was a, a hefty challenge yeah. on Rio Hitati and the players could have, you know, we see it sometimes surrounding the referee or maybe going up to the player that's committed the foul, but they weren't bothered about that at all. They just wanted to get the ball back rolling again and then all was wiped out in the middle of the pitch. John Beaton does well to play the advantage. And I think there is a, a, a bit of a stoppage at the moment. The camera focusing in on John Beaton So whether it's A, a VAR potential check. VAR check For something We've not had the Official indication That there's a, a check going on But John Beaton Certainly holding up the game For something
5: I don't know what it'd be for I mean it didn't seem To be anything wrong no. With anything that Celtic did Was it one of the tackles I, 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 I don't know But you're right Yeah, Gordon go back to the goal uh, Andrew go back to the goal It's a Postacoglu Celtic goal you know the ball The free kick in the middle of the park And rather than moaning about it The ball just stops dead McGregor's onto it Quickly he knocks it Gets out to Jota We, we were saying earlier on Jota was ambling onto things He wasn't He was quick onto it A couple of touches Plays it to McGregor again And then the ball's in the back of the net That was quick movement Quick play No fancy flicks No fancy dance Goal of Celtics The, the, the Celtic it Must game. be an offside Yeah check.
4: well it looks like it is a check for offside The ball passed from O Over to Jota And it Uh, I'm not so sure I think potentially I I don't know who it was Was it Robbie Dees Is the the Inverness player That's closer to this It it looks another very Tight call We've not seen the lines Being drawn or anything like that We just had one Still image of Just before the ball was played John Beaton getting the communication From the VAR room at the moment
6: There was a shocking VAR decision Well
4: that's it goal given Uh, It is onside John Beaton points to the centre circle, and the goal will stand. Ange Postecoglou shaking his head. We know what he makes of you know these stoppages. He hates it, but you can see the lines there, and it is. Uh, I think it's that Robbie D's oh. there that is. It's very tight. But you know, if if the lines are touching, then the benefit of the doubt goes to the attacker. That's the way it works, and it may well have been one of those occasions. But the goal has been given as onside, and Celtic have a two-goal advantage at Hampden.
6: I must say, Mrs. Rod Stewart looked thoroughly underwhelmed by it all <laughs> when the camera
5: panned on to Sir Rod. And Let's get the wrong colours on, Rod. Get, well, lots of blue and red there on his well. tie. He's not usually wearing his, wearing his green. Um, I, I have to say, I mean, it looked like it was almost the kind of t shirt line of the arm of, uh, of Robbie Deeds. It certainly wasn't his body or, or his leg. It was very, very tight, but uh, Celtic get the goal and uh, it was, a, it was a, a good goal from a Celtic perspective and uh, that's game over
4: Yeah, it was hard to tell the lines that had been drawn on uh, or certainly by the, the VAR room because of the, the view you've got is quite far away from the lines but we've seen it before on occasion this season that if the two lines are touching in any way shape or form then uh, it's the attacker that's given the benefit of the doubt so it could well have been um, one of those instances that we saw there.
5: So one thing you can't argue against with us—they they do draw the yep. lines. I know there's been a few mistakes and human errors, but um, um, the, the, the lines are accurate, and it's either Is offside or it's not. So everything else really is, is down to they're subjective, down to their own opinions. But um, there was a terrific goal by Celtic. It really was. Just the movement quickly, very simple. Get the ball moving quickly. Get in behind the defence. Goal.
4: Yeah and it's a tough one For Inverness To take as well Because they'll have been More encouraged by their own display In the second half Not that they'd created Anything really But it was the fact That they'd they'd had a bit more Of the ball They'd, They'd managed to get the ball Into the Celtic box A couple of times Without testing Joe Hart They will have maybe Had their tails up Slightly But it then comes from You know Them opening up Them maybe having a bit of belief And then they open up They uh, concede a free kick in the centre circle, and Celtic do what Celtic do, and making sure that they, you know, are, are the quickest, yeah. in terms of you know actually playing the ball, but in their minds as well. Hugh's fault,
5: first half he says. Yep. He said Daniel Levy's thrown away his notebook. <laughs> He's going to look, look for other numbers. Celtic score second half. Yeah, I think Inverness are going to get a goal. Here, they're back in the game. Celtic score. So uh, Fraser, Inverness, I'll be blaming you here. i would made a career out of this. <laughs> and,
6: and, and a very lengthy one, very lengthy one as well.
4: <laughs> what's your what's your favourite thing, Hugh? Is it again? I
6: move from one failure to the next with no loss of enthusiasm. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, it doesn't look like it is going to be failure for Celtic today. It looks as if they will wrap up this treble. Twenty minutes to go in the Hamden sunshine. A first half goal from Kyogo and Leila Bada off the bench at the break. He's made it two nil. As Celtic look to get a third. Oh with the strike, just running onto the ball at the front post there, he has his head in his hands, frustrated, but it was a good block in the end by Robbie Dees just to divert that one away from goal.
5: Kelly made one change as well just after the goal, Daniel Mackay's come on, the, the winger who's done really well for them, he's been on loan from, from Hips the last couple of years to Kilmarnock and then to Inverness and scored a goal in the semi-final, so he's come on for, for Jay Henderson, but... Um, yeah, the daunting task for Inverness Who have not had one effort at goal To get get back in and to get two And I don't think it's because of the way they're playing I think they just can't get the ball I think also Fraser,
6: psychologically In your deepest subconscious If you're an Inverness Cali Thistle player Even you are thinking well that's that then. Yeah.
4: They'll be keen for this not to get Ugly though as a clipped ball Over the top from Jota just has too much on it For Matt O'Reilly but we've seen You know, games before this season, St Mirren I can think of, especially who, you know, Stephen Robinson has talked about how happy he's been with some of their performances against Celtic and then, you know, in the last 20 minutes or so they've ended up losing, I think, two games 5-1 when um, he has been happy with their performances, albeit I think in both those games St Mirren did get an early red card, which, you know, potentially played a big part in it but Inverness will be, be hoping that they can still stand as firm as they have for periods of this game Yeah, when it
5: comes to a cup tie though you're as well giving that a wee go and I think Billy will want his, his team maybe in the last 10 minutes to try and just nick a goal from, from somewhere he does have other attacking options on the bench and he might have to sacrifice a bit more of his, his defensive cover to, to, to do that and you're right to talk about St because one of the cup ties it was 1-0 with 15 minutes to go and that's when Taylor got sent off for the handball and they lost, they lost 5-1 so Celtic can do that to you If they're on form But they're not quite Still not quite flying Celtic
4: Yeah you wonder if they will be able To turn it on In the final 20 minutes or so At Hampden But these fans at Hampden The ones watching at home as well I think the uh, Celtic fans will Will be confident where the trophy's going to. Well there's a stage
6: erected At Celtic Park There's a party planned For tonight So it would have been um, Very embarrassing Had that stage not been required Uh, But the fans are just getting ready now Big celebrations inside Hamden And then across town to Celtic Park For a party Um, So uh, On a day such as this When the cup is won And with it a treble And with it a world record Eight trebles uh, On reflection you'll say the performance Doesn't matter So long as the cup was won And that will be the story of the day The performance was miles under par But the job was done, and with two
5: very good goals. Yeah, never, never looked like losing it, Hugh. But they, 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 for a long period, didn't look like going to win it either. Because, or getting ahead, because they were just so lightluster. But in the end, the class is shown, and we, we did talk about Abada oh, a Well, a miss
4: kick from Mark oh. Ridgers there, as the ball comes back to him in his own box. He did just force Lila Bada wide enough that he couldn't get a shot away. It is Matt O'Reilly that gets the shot away from around twenty-five yards. Mark Ridgers able. To get his hands on that one, a bit of a hand up of apology to his teammates. There forced a bit of pressure with that miss kick.
5: It's a bad again. I'm no, just talking about him. He's fresh legs, he's energy, and uh, he, he comes in off that line to score the goal. We, we spoke about it just when he, when he came on. But again, he's got that energy to go and press the goalkeeper as well and uh, force that mistake.
4: Billy Mackay had his arms up there he was claiming that he'd been fouled by Tomoki Iwata as he tried to roll a defender and make his way into the Celtic box but John Beaton waving that one away not having it
6: Well we're now into that period of the game where the Inverness Cali Thistle players we expect them to tire Um, we'll have with time added on we'll have 20 minutes left
5: of this Um, so there really ought to be a third in it for Celtic you get you get more tired when you've not got the ball. Yeah, and you're getting moved around, and you're having to do a defensive shift, and having to sprint in midfield to fill up the gaps. that's this heat as well, which yeah, never helps. No game for four weeks. Does that affect them as well? It's it's the end of a long season. So they've got just some up some kind of energy in in I'm sure they they don't want to go without having a proper shot in in the game. They want to have a chance and try and nick a goal at the very least. But at the moment everything's just the same, you know. They're, they're not able to get a hold of the ball enough to, to get up front.
4: It'll be an interesting celebration if Celtic go on to win this game because the the talk all week has barely been about the game. It's been about Ange Postacoglu's yeah. future. You would expect that in his various post post match interviews. Easy for me to say that he needs to do uh, with the various you know rights holders and and the the written media as well. That there will be. Questions about the game uh, Ange Postecoglou has been saying all week That his focus is only on this game Once the game is over I'm sure he will face many questions About his future And, and yeah. well, links I mean, to Tottenham
6: Now that the game is over And Celtic won the cup I don't feel that I'm disrespecting the occasion By uh, talking about that situation Now The sight of Dermot Desmond um, In the the rector's box will of course encourage speculation that he's over here to talk to Ange Postacoglu and to see if anything can be done to keep him at the club that would seem to me a logical conclusion uh, when it comes to Dermot Desmond's presence Uh, as David Turnbull and Sabanovich prepare to come on for Celtic Uh, a couple
4: of changes as well for Inverness in there Zach Delaney coming on for Danny Devine and Billy Mackay also Replaced by Austin Samuels It will be Rio Hattati Making way for David Turnbull Not a Not a classic Rio Hattati Performance no, you'd say no. Matt O'Reilly also coming off for Sead Haksibanovich Who um, Has had a big impact Off the bench At times this season
5: Yeah I like Haksibanovich I think he's He's unfairly criticised You know When, when they lost they he lost heavily To Rangers in least Old Firm game Guys like Haksibanovich And others were getting a bit of stick I think he's a good football And he's not really The run of starts in the game, but he's clever. He'll go into that midfield area, picks the ball up, he runs quickly. Players, he takes them on, and he's got that kind of style about him. you are not sure which side he's going to go. Is he going to stay on his right or is he going to cut into his left? I think he's. A, I think he's a really good footballer. and For David Turnbull, could this be his last game? Maybe his last game for for Celtic. I think he's got one more year in his contract to go. And uh, will he want to stay? Will Celtic want to keep him? We'll hear. I'm sure, but uh, for David starts have been very, very few since uh, since Hatati arrived and you're right, Hatati not at his best but what a terrific
4: season he's had Yeah, well Matt O'Reilly one of the players coming off as well he's done his job he got an assist in this game he's got plenty of them this season Matt O'Reilly and he's got one today in a huge game there was a bit of a no-look pass down the line there from Jota just turning on the style and he picks the ball up well, it's going to be a free kick to uh, Inverness in their own box it was a no-look pass he played down the wing to David Turnbull but He was just unable to Wrestle the ball back from The Inverness defender
6: What will happen now, to go back to the point that we were discussing Celtic will go back to Celtic Park And there will be a massive Party And if I know anything about anything uh, Ange Postacoglu Will tell whichever Media outlet is speaking to him That the day is all about the players And he should respect the players for what they've achieved This season, and he would be correct Um, The speculation will go into overdrive tomorrow And every day thereafter Until a resolution is achieved Uh, We had callers on last night The first caller, Stephen The last caller, Kathleen And over the space of those two hours The Celtic fans were Distraught at the prospect Or the thought of losing the manager So I don't think we'll get anywhere with that story today But it has to be A story that is resolved very quickly and as I say, Dermot Desmond's presence at Hamden will encourage speculation that he's in the country for one reason only and that's to talk to Lance Postacoglu and see what's happening.
4: Maybe he will try and corner Ange Postacoglu in the, the the shower room and get him to extend his cup co- <laughs> Was that not happened to Neil Lennon <laughs> that was one year yeah, that, so he was, was a rumor, yeah, that he yeah. was he uh, was apparently offered a, Peter offered a, the full time job in the, the showers from, at Hamden. To go from yeah, Brendan
5: Rodgers and part time a temporary one to the end of the season. So that was the that was the story. I don't know if it's true or not, but uh, get Ange a bit but tiddly, get him a few beers <laughs> down his throat, put a piece of paper in front of him and a pen. And promise on the earth But um yeah, I mean, Celtic fans would be distraught if he, if he is to leave I mean, I mean we don't know What the inside story is But Hugh's uh, right The speculation is going to really build When you've got English Versions of our newspapers And English newspapers Writing about it Then then That's when you, Celtic fans You start to worry
6: It's important Because we're discussing Whether this might be David Turnbull's last game Could it be Abada's last game He scored the goal But He doesn't get enough game time To satisfy him So There are many
4: He did did say when he was asked at the um, PFA uh, Player of the Year press conference he was obviously up for Young Player of the Year he was asked about his future he said in that press conference he was very happy at Celtic and saw his future at Celtic but of course you never know what will happen going forward
6: You heard football players look at you
5: in the eye and tell you something <laughs> And then come back the following day and find out what happened Because behind the, behind the reporter is the Celtic media team Who are saying <laughs> uh, be careful what you say my old son don't, don't you be telling the truth But there are big uh, decisions to be taken And uh, you know that's
6: why you have to have stability And uh, quickly establish who's taking those big decisions
4: We'll see Atak trying to get in on the act there We've seen him do it plenty of times off the bench Where he's cut in on that right foot at the edge of the box And curled one into the far top corner But that one was very central and way over Mark Ridger's bar
5: Yeah, I like him a good footballer I'd like to see him get a few more starts But where do you play him? Do you play him ahead of Jota? No, my head is a favourite Kyogo's through the middle Is he going to play in your midfield? Probably not So it's, it's a problem And a nice problem for, for Ange Postacogo
4: to have well there will be another roll of the dice Or a couple of rolls of the dice from Billy Dodds As he looks to try and get Inverness Back into this game Allardyce will come off And McGregor coming on for him And Nathan Shaw will also make way With around 10 minutes to go in this game I think
6: that's in response to tired legs Yeah, yeah You know the, 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 the Cali Thistle players are now showing the consequence of not having had any game time proper game time for a month and uh, you know they the, they'll get credit for their display in the cup final they didn't get hammered they had a respectable display they had a respectable scoreline anybody can lose 2-0 to celtic uh, so they, they'll be up the road with their heads held high but in terms of the, the outcome It's all over Celtic will win the cup
4: Yeah, Aaron Doran Was the other player That came on For Inverness Incredible number of games He's played yeah, for yeah, yeah, Inverness yeah. I think he's maybe Closing in on the, the 400 mark
5: Yeah he's been a great Great servant Great player For the Irish lad Came up from Blackburn Many years ago Probably 10 years ago So he's won trophies With, with Inverness And uh, nice to see him Getting a, a run out And young Roddy McGregor Is a, is a player with a Real potential And uh, he's, he had a bad injury so again, nice to see these lads get a get a run out, get onto the Hamden turf because, you know, for, for these lads, everest lads, it probably won't happen again in the, in their career. This is the the biggest game of their lives and so it's the biggest highlight of their career as they win a free kick, a bit closer to the Celtic goal, maybe twenty five yards out in that right hand side. So the key here is a delivery. The big guys yeah, have just gone not up. Been good enough can't, so far today, Have an we? area to even just put that pressure on
4: the Celtic goal because they haven't created anything at all. Cameron Harper will take it left footed. And in-swinger towards Joe Hart's goal This one goes towards the back post But once again Inverness not able to make the most of it at all And Celtic win the goal kick
5: Celtic defending, like I said earlier I think they know because of the lack of height They don't want the ball to be thrown into the box And then they're fighting for it So they're actually standing really high line About 25 yards from goal And that's three times now it's been hugely successful Because the ball's just running either into Joe Hart's hands Or run out there for a goal kick So clever defending by Celtic
4: Remember we will have the open line once this game is over so let us know your thoughts whether it's on this game whether it's on the future of Ange Postacoglu we'd like to hear from you Inverness fans as well on what you've made of the game today and of course that will be 01419511025 and we can speak to you once this game is over we'll have of course Gordon Duncan, Gordon DL and Mark Wilson at Hamden they'll give us the, the colour from there, the trophy lift as well. Fraser Wisher and Hugh Keevens taking your points here in the studio as well.
6: Well, Inverness determined to go out on a high uh, and that would add to their reputation for the day. They haven't been um, beaten badly by Celtic. They, they have done well to keep it to two um, and they would love a goal just to put an extra layer of respectability on it
4: yeah, just before we get to the final moments of this game, a nod to another huge game in Scottish football. Tomorrow, Ross County against Partick Thistle in that promotion playoff. Partick Thistle with a, a good lead. as Inverness have a real chance here? And what about this? Goal flashes.
0: With Clyde Built home
4: improvements. And out of nowhere, Inverness have a goal back with six minutes left to go <laughs> who saw that
5: coming Billy Dodds I think he's jumping up and down there Daniel Mackay at the back post there scoring he's he's playing a much more central role in the second half and a lovely ball from the right hand side just, just curled in behind Iwata. It's Hart can't come the two centre backs can't come it was a perfect cross it's the chance that they were just waiting for Inverness they weren't going to get many and they've been poor when they've had that, those wee half chances to create something but that was brilliant great ball into the box great finish and now Celtic are thinking, right, we we can't just see this game out. We need to try an upper game to get another goal. Well, it's no more than both of them deserve. Uh Celtic
6: deserve to be hanging on in this manner because their display has been very poor and Cali Thistle deserve to have Celtic living in fear for the last five minutes and whatever's added on. So uh <laughs> incredible
4: yeah it really changes the complexion of the last few minutes of yeah, this game now it is a fantastic cross isn't it from Wallace Duffy in behind that Celtic defence and the run from Daniel Mackay is brilliant he loses to Moke he's on his blind side and a really good diving header just to get the ball past Joe Hart
5: yeah, you can always point the finger at the defence there. You could say somebody maybe closer to, to stop the cross. You could also look at Iwata saying that Mackay got the run on. But, but you have to give Inverness credit. That was a brilliant ball by Wallace Duffy. And it was curled in between the goalkeeper and the defenders, that horrible area that defenders hate. Joe Hart couldn't come for it. It was about eight yards out. It was about, it was about waist high. And Mackay just threw himself at it and just get his head in. Any kind of power should take it past the goalkeeper. So it's into the back of the net. as Angus. Tie's a bit loose now He's prowling up and down He's giving it the stairs And thinking five minutes to go There's one up This wasn't in the plan And it uh, be interesting now To see how Inverness do Because they've got fresh legs On the part Mackay came on fairly recently They've got McGregor They've got Doran All attacking players Who are on the pitch now Samuel as well So they'll give it a go now Well the bottom line is Celtic are hanging on It's ridiculous to say so But they're hanging on
6: And uh, you know Defensively Starfield Iwata They're not uh, giving you any great encouragement that there might not still be the sensation of all sensations in this match. Um, But as I say, Celtic, it's no more than they deserve to be left in this position because they haven't done enough at all. And, you know, four minutes plus whatever's added on, Celtic are hanging on.
4: Yeah, well, Celtic certainly won't give up their pursuit of a third goal a couple of times. They've been driving towards the Inverness box since they conceded that goal but haven't managed to create anything so far Inverness I think have been given a free kick at the edge of their own box
5: Yeah sure I saw one he was just running back there to get an interception in there and I think he just jumped and uh, there was nothing in it but I think the hip of Jota maybe caught him around about his ribcage area giving Billy Dodge a chance to speak to one or two of his of his players about how to do it You know Now that as I said This has been, been the plan all along Was to get themselves Into a chance Where with three minutes to go And maybe some stoppage time They've got their Attacking players on the pitch Mackay and Samuel up front And Doran and McGregor In the midfield area um, So they've got plenty of players That now can go and Try and pinch this equaliser And so Celtic now Have got a different challenge From so walking about And strolling about In the middle of the park All of a sudden They've got their, their heads up now Their tails up in the And they're pressing the ball
4: Yeah the game was stopped For the injury Rather than the foul actually So John Beaton just uh, dropping the ball back for Celtic at the halfway line and Celtic can now try and push forward see if they can get a third to Inverness will be doing their utmost to see if they can sting another twist in this tale
6: I said last week when Celtic beat Aberdeen 5-0 that was a, a statement about why they were champions for this season and why they have two in a row um, and that, you know that the performance was terrific on a day such as this when you're going for a world record eighth treble the you know the performance is a severe disappointment and takes the not not takes the gloss off it but you're you're looking at a team who have simply not gone anywhere near towards what they are capable of doing
4: i mean ultimately the the performance Will be disappointing on yeah. the day, but as soon as the full time whistle goes, I don't think anyone uh, from a Celtic persuasion will really matter too much, will
5: The Celtic fans will celebrate, and rightly so, uh, another treble. But it has been flat on the field of play, the players just haven't been able to, to lift themselves, though. It's the end of a long season, or what the problems are. But given the fact they were so good, they're almost the same team last week, then you, you, you do wonder why. But uh, at the end of this game, you're absolutely right. Uh, Andrew nobody in the Celtic persuasion or supporters will care a jot it's another treble and another fantastic season for them they're playing keep ball now just to run down the clock
4: well there could be a big chance for Celtic here well they get that third goal to kill the game off it's a good save by Richards in the end because it was a, a real big chance
5: yeah she's a score attacks a Banovic. She, she was saying they're playing keep ball but all of a sudden a gap just opened up in front of Cal McGregor and he rolled in Hixabanevich, and uh, he he did plenty of time to to do that. He should have scored there. That's a that's a big chance, but good save by Ridgers You have to say, spread himself well and stuck a foot out and got the ball got the ball clear.
4: You well, know, Jota's deflected cross from the left there looked as if it would maybe cause a bit of confusion in the Inverness defence. They do clear it though. We only have 30 seconds of the regulation 90 to go, and we'll see how long is added. There was a quite a prolonged stoppage after Celtic's second goal for an offside check. So you'd imagine there would be a few minutes left to go in this one.
6: Yeah, um, maybe three or four. Um, and it's how Celtic approach it now. You know They are trying to play keep ball. Will they actually go to the corner and try and stall, yeah, for, stall time? for time?
5: Yeah, yeah, they might do. Uh, looking at Ridgers there, you have to say that Before the game, listen to Billy Dodds. He's saying, you know, if we're going to have any chance, my goalkeeper's going to have to be excellent. He's going to have to be terrific. And he has. He's a fine game, but not not, not much to do. Six six minutes minutes
4: added at Hamden. Celtic are pushing for a goal. The ball clipped over towards the back post. It comes to the feet of Jota. Goal flashes. With Clyde built
0: home improvements.
4: And that will be game over. Jota jumps oh. over the advertising hoardings. The ball fell to him at the back post. And he didn't have much left to do, did he? he? Just had to finish the ball into the back of the net. And Celtic 3 1 up in injury time. And Celtic will be treble winners this season.
6: I thought he'd hopped off out the ground to the brazen head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, what a strange day. What a very, very strange day. When Cali Thistle score you're wondering if this can possibly be true That they can yet salvage the tie and take it to extra time And Celtic are playing keep ball And then out of the blue, Jota And it really and truly is all
4: over I think I was doing a bit of a disservice there Jota Because he he has to control the ball at the back post Which he does well, there are players in front of him There's ridgers and three defenders So he still has to guide the ball in between all of those and get it it's such an awkward cross for Mark Ridgers to deal with it's one of those looping ones that you know leaves goalkeepers scrambling over their head and it's hard for them to get back into position
5: yeah I think Wallace Duffy at the back post could have done a bit better but uh, I think he just looked tired you know the lead and his and his boots there as he tried to jump for the ball at the back post and Jota read it brilliantly because he realised that he wasn't making it and that good chest and as you said good finish because he had to lift I think a wee deflection but he had to lift it there was the goalkeeper and there was three bodies There who are lifting the ball into the back of the net Uh,
6: Here's sentimentality James Forrest One of the most decorated Celtic players of all time On for the remaining four minutes of this game Um, I hate the word servant People call people players great servants to the club They're not servants, they're employees And they play for the club Um, But James Forrest has been outstanding Employee doesn't
4: sound as... that glamorous either, doesn't Well, but
6: it's better yeah. than serving. Uh, but James Forrest has been outstanding since Neil Lennon had him in the youth team about 50 years ago.
5: Yeah, like a man who, who you don't, who you look at him and he still looks about 21. Yeah. And uh, you forget how long he's been there, and many trophies won, because he's not somebody that seeks the headlines. You never see any problems with James Forrest at, at all in, within the club. He gets on with his job. If he's playing, he's, he's playing. Then If he's not, then you know he wants to play. But you don't see any, any problems with him and he just gets on with his job. And, uh, but Jota, Jota f- fine finish by, by him. And he was probably one of Celtic's better players today in a, in a, in a poor, generally poor team performance.
4: Yeah, well, James Forrest does know a thing or two about trebles, doesn't he? He's on for the last few minutes of this one. And Jota's final action of the game to surely seal that third trophy of the season for Celtic. He's done his job, these Celtic players have done their job as well. It's maybe not been in the, the fast-flowing style that we're so used to from Ange Postacoglu's teams, but at the end of the day, when that full-time whistle goes, these Celtic fans will celebrate it in the exact same way they've celebrated That's every other trophy the over other the years, even solutions. maybe a bit more because it is a,
6: a treble-clinching one. That's the really good thing about Jota's goal because it comes just before the end of the game and you tend to forget all that has gone before and you have the memory of the goal To savour the or could be a
4: fourth here Because O has done well To battle for the ball But he just doesn't pick the right option He was maybe in two minds About whether to To shoot or cross From a tight angle He used his sort of Physical prowess well To win the ball back But then just wasn't able to To pick the right option yeah, Was I, he I as I he got into the box I don't
5: what he was doing He almost had a bit too much time But oh. I'm was wanting a cutback I'm glad was furious at it, I'm saying Just cut it back to me But uh, he just can kind of almost Stumbled over the ball
4: yeah, he has looked desperate to score so far. Oh, since he's he's come on, he's had a few efforts from tight angles, but no such luck for
5: him. Andrew, well done Inverness. I mean, they're, they're sixth in the championship. There's a huge gap between Celtic and most of Scottish football. You know, in in the in the in the, in the Premiership, between them and Rangers, a huge gap. And uh, you've then go down to sixth in the in the championship, and they've come here and they've done as well as they possibly could. I don't think they can they could look back and say, Ah, if only I've left something there. They've defended well. They've worked really, really hard and uh, they've made it difficult for for, for Celtic. So I think, from the mans point of view, they'll go, go off with their heads held high and I think every one of their players could be proud of their performance.
4: Haksibanovic with the strike this time goes on to his left foot. It was a powerful effort. He had Mark ridgers scrambling but it went wide off the goal. It was the, the ball played back to him at the edge of the box from James Forrest but Haksibanovic left with his head in his hands as he looked to get Celtic's fourth of the day.
6: Well, Jota just allowed uh, everyone to calmed down the fans have uh, had their choreographed dance uh, and everyone is feeling much better about the rem- remainder of the night it's all party hats and streamers
5: now yeah the party long into the night so, oh, so, yeah. they, sh- so they should So they should. at the end of a f- football season you should always celebrate if you if you win something and uh, Celtic supporters in recent years have had many a treble to to celebrate and uh, I think you said Andrew They won't forget, sorry they won't forget this force, They won't bother, it's been pretty flat They've won comfortably in the end, 3-1
4: And over the season they've, they've been the best team Yeah we'll see what the future holds for Ange Postecoglou. But five trophies out of six In his first two seasons In, in charge of Celtic in domestic terms yeah. Is uh, not bad going at all Here,
6: You're allowed to reflect on the Postecoglou years At the moment And the reflection would have to be Outstanding
4: Full time at Hamden. Let's get the story from Gordon and the guys Three
1: goals for Celtic on the day And three trophies in the bag It's a treble for Ange Postacoglu's side An eighth treble for this club And these fans will not care one bit That it wasn't a vintage display on the day Kyogo set them on their way Abada made it too It was looking comfortable until Danny Mackay Had other ideas scoring a fine header late on for Inverness But Jota added the gloss and Callum McGregor will get his hands on that Scottish Cup very soon indeed, Mark Wilson it was not a performance that will live long in the memory but the match report probably doesn't make its way into the history books, the treble does and an eighth treble certainly does for this Celtic team
2: exactly that, it's all about winning the game in the Scottish Cup final and Celtic managed to achieve that added a wee bit of style, a wee bit of gloss to it at the end with Jota's goal but it's remarkable, a treble under Ange Postacoglu, the only trophy that eluded him last season and he's now ticked it off, you're right not the most memorable performance but those Celtic players
1: won't care as we watch them go over to celebrate We said at Gordon DL, Cup finals are never about performance really, so this one certainly wouldn't be one of them and you can see what it means to the players and the fans not a problem, says a banner raised by the Celtic fans a fifth trophy for Ange Postecoglou, three this season two last season and Celtic's
3: domestic dominance continues, yeah well done to Celtic congratulations on a treble win Gordon, it wasn't the slaughter and that we all predicted, and we did all predict it, so let's not be kidded here. And also, I thought Fraser was right. Congratulations, Denver Ness. They came here massively underdog, and just for a split five, ten minutes, made this cup final real interesting. It wasn't vintage, but it's not about the performance. It's about getting the hands on the trophy and a treble in the back.
1: Yeah Celtic once again showing they set the standard in terms of domestic competitions here in Scotland and it's up to the rest to catch them starting again next season but for this campaign they've swept all before them the League Cup was in the bag a long time ago it's looked for a long time like the League was going to be in the bag anyway that one eventually followed and now in the hand in sunshine Mark Wilson a stadium but like we said earlier on in the show, used to have its difficulties for Celtic. It's a home away from home now, and they've won here again. Yeah, the fans are getting used to
2: this, and uh, you know, some of the young supporters that come along here today must just think this is normality. I, I tell you, it wasn't when I was growing up, um, so they should take this in and enjoy everybody. But Celtic play here that often that you know, they the goals of the past have fairly been exercised I mean we remember Inverness here in the Scottish Cup semi-final in 2015 and what happened after that but these players in the big occasion usually step up and it took them a wee bit of time today but the timing of the goals were crucial you know Kyogo scoring just after the half hour mark when you would say the fans are maybe starting to get a wee bit restless stepped up badder just after the hour mark again when it was going a wee bit flat again and then Jota when it really mattered, you know, scoring at the end just to make it that bit more comfortable, that's what these players do, step up to the mark at the right times, and they should be congratulated for that, because it was an easy game down there today, on in the heat, on, on that big
1: pitch, a lot of underperformance, but they got the job done well, I think more importantly it was Inverness Cali Thistle who made it difficult for Celtic wasn't it Gordon, they've gone off to take their acclaim from the 6,000 or so that have made the trip, they are clearly very proud of what their team offered this afternoon or this evening I should say and rightly so.
3: Look I think, I said earlier, I think everybody thought this would be three or four, even before half time, it'd be no chance for Inverness, now they have, they've done Inverness proud these players, they have left everything on that pitch. It's a big pitch against a team of the quality of Celtic who had the lion's share of the possession. They worked their socks off. They've done their manager proud as well. And just that wee glimmer when they get back in, I'm delighted they've got their hope. But it's all about Celtic and it's all about celebrating.
1: Yeah, and as you can hear, the Celtic fans are in full cool voice. And Mark Wilson, maybe something fitting in a way that it was... Celtic's attacking threat that wrapped it up on the day this is what this team is all about really of course it has to be a combined effort and Cameron Carter, Vickers and Carl Starfeld and everyone has had the credit they deserve but Ange Postacoglu has made it clear all along it's all about scoring goals Kyogo's 34th of the season Abada's 14th and Jota's 15th that attacking trio that so often has stood up to the plate and they did it today yeah exactly and you look at the design of the goals as well
2: we've chatted about that all season about how Celtic work the ball and get into these areas and it's quite often a cutback so the goals are by design we've seen it so often but it's so difficult to stop especially with the movement of Kyogo, a badder coming on I thought he, he, he made a real impact when he comes on and then you know he gets his goal right away so terrific goals I mean that's what you want you want a, a front guy who can hit 30 plus a season worth their weight and goal but you also want wide guys who can chip in and get into double figures and Celtic have got that in abundance Mayeda who went off for whatever reason at half time but Abada, Jota,
1: always chipping in the goals and they've done it in the big occasion again We shall not be moved, sing the Celtic fans Hugh Kevins, a fairly common anthem when football teams enjoy some dominance but it is stark isn't it, The, the recent success this Celtic team has had
6: and it is up to the rest to try and catch up going forward well, today, Ange Postacoglu has uh, amended his own record. He's put on it the Scottish Cup, which he was unable to win last season. He's won five of the last domestic trophies. He joins Jockstein, legend. Martin O'Neill, legend. Brendan Rodgers. I'll leave out the word that the man used on Super School Board last night about Brendan Rodgers and Neil Lennon, the fifth man to win a treble for Celtic. Today, Gordon... And for the remainder of tonight, it is about players who achieved all these things and Postacoglu, who created gold out of base metal when he came into Celtic uh, two years ago and found the club in a shambolic state. They will enjoy tonight like nobody's business. And then tomorrow we'll go into what we'll call other business
1: now this may have passed me by I must admit there may be a reason it may have been publicised it's not one I've noticed but it looks like the medals and the trophy are going to be collected on a stage on the pitch not on those famous Hamden stairs Hugh Keevans, Andrew McLean, Fraser Wishart do you wish to put me in my place and tell me why that is because it's certainly not something I've seen before
6: I uh, have not heard or read or seen anything about this and it's a break from tradition which I find strange I mean last weekend when the women's teams of Celtic and Rangers played in their final this was the way they received their trophies their medals but I don't understand the break from tradition that the the Scottish Cup final day is all about tradition when it was Covid and the pandemic they were presented on the pitch and everyone understood that those were exceptional times, extraordinary times, but I'm not quite sure why they're being presented on the field of play
1: Yeah, for those of us that don't like change I'm sure that will be noticed, certainly there may well be a good reason for it I'm not entirely sure, let's not labour the point too much, Mark Wilson where Celtic pick up the trophy is perhaps uh, a minor footnote compared to the fact that they will pick up the trophy and it will be that man Callum McGregor again a fifth treble in his Celtic career is an absolutely remarkable haul absolutely sensational, you touched on that before Gordon, before the
2: game and saying that some children grow up just want to play one professional game or or some many players just want to win one trophy, and this guy you know, just keeps winning them year after year, and he's the driving force at the club, today go back to the performance levels today, I thought some were way off it, but I didn't think he was I thought he really stepped up once again, he quietly goes about his business but he's effective, he plays a part in the goals as well so he's been an absolutely tremendous servant for the club and what a hard act to fall he had with Scott Brown and maybe some thought he was the
1: captain material but
2: he certainly proved he is
1: Here come the Celtic players then to collect their medals Joe Hart first up, yes he's not often as busy as other goalkeepers may be but he certainly plays his part, one did fly past him in the closing stages of today but he raises his hands, takes the salute from the Celtic fans followed by Various others have all contributed in their own way. Greg Taylor, Rio Hitati, maybe, again, not his best performance in a Celtic jersey, but he is a racking up the medals in green and white as well. Kyogo, so often the difference maker. James Forrest goodness knows what size his trophy cabinet is at home. New fans' favourites like Alistair Johnson up there as well. Seher Haxabanovich come on and made an impact. The full squad going up, collecting their medal and uh, unlike Gordon Diel did with his I'm sure they will be cherished <laughs> for many years to come Mark Wilson <laughs> they certainly will be and rightly so
2: I mean a treble such a special thing to achieve and I know Celtic fans have been spoiled in recent years but they should take this all in because it's an incredibly difficult
3: thing to achieve and and also Gordon what I'd like to say is a lovely touch from Billy Dodge and the players. It's quite easy to get your medal. You're the losers, get down the tunnel, get into the dressing room, they're standing there applauding. And they're in a
1: change from tradition. Callum McGregor is on the pitch on the stage. But as you can hear. He raises that Scottish Cup high above his head. He's more than used to this feeling, but he enjoys this one as much as the rest. Gold, streamers, green and white, pyrotechnics, the flames. It is all there, and these Celtic players and Celtic fans are enjoying this moment. Rio Hattati almost falls off the stage, but it's not enough to spoil this moment. The Celtic fans letting Ange Postacoglu know exactly how they feel about him as well and the Celtic backroom staff are going to make their way on to join the manager, he waves them on he's always cherished the job that they do behind the scenes he's absolutely covered in gold streamers (laughs) in fact as Ange (laughs) Postacoglu he's perhaps a bit low key for these types of celebrations I'm sure he enjoys them in his own way but he leaves the jumping about, the dancing and the singing to the players and that famous old trophy, the oldest in association football in fact gets passed around from player to player the champagne goes off and Celtic celebrate being Scottish Cup champions yet again Hugh Kevans
6: uh, and I have to say, Gordon, I, I really do feel sorry for the players who've achieved so much that it's like a school sports day having your medals handed out in that fashion. I have no idea why they could not go and collect them in the traditional way. But it won't bother Ange Postacoglu or the players or the Celtic fans as much. And uh, everyone will now study Ange Postacoglu's every movement. Uh, he looks fairly subdued. He's taking it all in I think He knows he'll have to go back to Celtic Park And there'll be a major party there With thousands of supporters involved Dermot Desmond over in Glasgow for the weekend That too will be a a cause for speculation of all sorts He's beside the chairman Peter Lawwell in the stands there But for the moment it's about players It's about winning the league and scoring 99 goals More goals than you scored last season winning more games than he did last season, getting more points than he did last season, and now they've added the Scottish Cup to the Via Play Cup, and it has been a sensational time for Celtic as Ange Postacoglu holds the trophy aloft.
1: And you can see the different categories these players would fall into Mark Wilson, Alistair Johnson's rocked up in Scotland they might think that football's easy he's completed it already here in Scotland you look at someone like Joe Hart 70 odd caps for England won a lot with Man City down the road and still yet to see what this means to him at this latter stage of his career so the players certainly look like they're enjoying it Oh they certainly will be um, because it's a fitting way to,
2: to end what has been a long tough season for this club and the work that goes into it chat about it before the first days of pre-season where these fans don't see the, the effort that everybody connected with the club puts in to get them ready for the hard slog ahead and if you can cut that off we are day the sunshine like this at Hamden to
1: complete a treble then they certainly should and will enjoy their evening ahead. Is that why it's important Fraser Wisher to enjoy these moments? I think it was Alistair Johnson during the week and I'll shamelessly steal his quote he said that Celtic had made the extraordinary seem ordinary in recent seasons and if you look over the course of the history of Scottish football, just because you're the the dominant team domestically just because you've got the most resources and you're the best team, it doesn't mean it's easy to win trebles history tells you that, there's a reason that even when Rangers were flying domestically or Celtic were flying domestically it's not automatic that you just rock up and
5: win all three yeah, Absolutely, Gordon, and, and I think it's it's, it's demeaning to, to Celtic players for India that thinks it's, it's easy, you know, they of course they've got the best players Of course they're the biggest club And of course they the biggest resources But that doesn't make it automatic And, and I think you see the smile In the, the face of Callum McGregor who's his fifth treble He's won everything there is He's won 50 caps He's got Scotland to look forward to He is absolutely ecstatic And that's why these guys Win trophy after trophy And, and you're right I mean I played for a couple of years At Rangers And, and it really annoyed everybody In there as well To see Celtic weren't at their best And all that kind of stuff You've got to beat What's in front of you And if you're the best team And you dominate And, and that's what Celtic have done this year Is not only have Have they been the best team? They've they've totally dominated every single game that they've played in, virtually. And uh, for them, they will go and celebrate it and the fans will celebrate it long into the night. And so they should, because football... Has a way of coming back to bite you you should always celebrate the big occasions because just round the corner somebody's waiting to take your legs away from you and Rangers over the summer time that's their challenge is to, to get up to the level of Celtic to sign players over the summer time that's going to take them closer to Celtic and Celtic can can enjoy the summer and their fans can can deservedly have a, have a summer of celebration although that might be tinged with something else as the man we see in the TV screen if Ange Postecoglou leaves but that's for tomorrow probably but for today well done to Celtic terrific performance and they've got so many outstanding players
1: Yeah I've never been so glad to be high up in the gantry far away from the press conference and leave those poor fellow journalists to it to see who's brave enough to ask him if this is his final trophy as a Celtic manager we'll maybe get to that but Hugh Kevens, we're talking about the difficulty or the achievement of winning a treble and they have made it look easy in recent seasons. I'm sure it hasn't been, but there's a reason that after 1967 and then 1969, they had to wait until 2001, and then wait again until 2017, and then the floodgates opened 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, and by their standards, they took a couple of years off, and they've got their hands on yet another domestic treble this season.
6: Gordon, when I saw David Hay come out, With the Scottish Cup To show it to the Celtic supporters Prior to the game beginning I thought of the great men Who did not win a treble with Celtic David Hay Who won one of the most famous league titles ever On the final day of the season When with seven minutes of the season to go Hearts were the champions And seven minutes later David Hay's Celtic were the champions But he didn't get a treble Billy McNeil uh, The word legend is... An underestimation of what Billy McNeil meant to Celtic And he didn't get a treble The man who held the European Cup aloft in 1967 That's how difficult it can be That's how Ange Postacoglu has to cherish this moment Because it's not easy to achieve And in particular it's not easy to achieve When you took over a club that was in such dire straits as Celtic When he arrived here from Yokohama two years ago And today... Kyogo, the first signing made by Ange Postacoglu, gets Celtic off the mark. And Abada, another inspired signing by Ange Postacoglu, makes it two. And Jota, brought to the club by Ange Postacoglu, scores the goal that wins the final. That's not hard to do. It is hard to do, I beg your pardon. And he, Ange Postacoglu, has done it by bringing in what you need most of all great players.
1: Three quarters of the Celtic section covered in shade now, the other bathed in sunshine, what they've all got in common is that the green and white scarves go up as you'll never walk alone, rings around this famous old stadium, the players all come together and pose for various photo opportunities over in the corner in front of their adoring fans. And not a man, woman or child from the Celtic end has left just yet. Even a few Inverness fans left, a few players down there taking final congratulations. They played their part, they put up a much better fight than many people experienced. But this moment is all about the green and white of Celtic and the Postacoglu who is soaking it all in and trying to just enjoy what it means to these fans and Mark Wilson, these will be special moments for these players, oh without doubt you know they don't have to look around the stadium to see what this means to the
2: supporters and it's incredible you've been in there, I've been lucky enough to experience it myself standing on the pitch just at the end the players are just now with the cup and it's it's remarkable, something that they'll look back on a long time and you just wonder what Hans Postacoglu's thoughts are at this minute standing down there in the far corner if he thinks yeah I'll take more of this next season, I want to stay at Celtic for this reason alone or is it a farewell that he's signing off in style he's ticked all the boxes and he'll move on I can tell you what the Celtic fans here and all around us will be thinking
1: Callum McGregor sings along I don't know if the words have quite made their way to some of Celtic's international stars it is a varied bunch assembled from various corners of the globe by Ange Postecoglou. The one thing they've got in common, Gordon Biel, is they
3: know how to win trophies here in Scotland. Yeah, it becomes a habit and obviously Celtic are in that habit just now. Everyone playing their part. It's been a squad this year, Gordon. It's just not been that starting to live with all the, the glamour names. You look at the substitution that Postacoglou has done week in, week out, they come on even this afternoon and they get in amongst the act and uh, they deserve every applause going were they their best today? No but it's all about getting the job done the treble was on the line and they achieved that and they're now enjoying their
1: night. Celtic's lap of honour I think begins, it's not even started yet properly, they're going to go round and continue to enjoy this moment Scottish Cup day, it's always a bit of a strange schedule for us, never mind when it's Scottish Cup night it doesn't feel like it's 7.45, that's for sure. But the open line is here, if you're still with us, we hope you are. And that noise you hear is because Ange Postecoglou has just raised the Scottish Cup in front of the fans. They're letting him know exactly what he means to them and exactly how much they hope he hangs around. If you want to give us a call, it's 0141 951 1025, now would be a great time to call, so get in touch, the open line is here, what did you make of that Celtic fans?
0: After the action, it's your reaction, 0141 951 1025, Clyde One, Super Scoreboard's open line.
1: Yes, uncharted territory on a Saturday night, it's not often we take calls at this time, but we're here for you because... The Scottish Cup final has just finished, Celtic have won it again, they've won the domestic treble again. So Celtic fans, if you want to share your joy, share your love for these players, the manager and everything else, or just reflect quite simply on the 90 minutes, we're here for you. 01419511025, what do you make of this recent success? You're getting used to it now, but I've got a funny feeling. It won't be wearing off just yet Celtic fans, so let us know on the phones or on Twitter, a final thumbs up from Ange Postacoglu to the Celtic fans, a clap of the hands, the future who knows, but certainly tonight this will be enjoyed by him and these players as they finally make their way off the Hampden pitch which is still bathed in sunshine, incredibly it is not often the case on Scottish Cup final night at all, the Celtic fans are slowly starting to make their way out of the stadium as well maybe once they get back into the cars and supporters, buses and trains they can give us a call and let us know what they made of events at Hampden today perhaps not too many reflections on the 90 minutes it was not one of the all-time great Scottish Cup final performances but it's pretty hard to really labour on that too long Mark Wilson I'm not really sure it matters
2: no, not, not at all I mean for the neutral watching it, they, they tune in to see an entertaining game. And OK, it wasn't that. But for the Celtic players, the backroom team, the manager, it's all about winning and getting the trophy in the cabinet. I've been involved in a few of these myself and I don't think I ever played in any that were real classics. It, there's a lot of nervous energy about the place, even though Celtic were overwhelming favourites. And they would have known that as well. You, you could just see that there was that, that bit of nervousness about them. Um, because they, they knew what was on offer, what was at stake a historic treble but they got the job done so they won't care when the history books look back and they see it's an eighth treble for the club
1: then who really cares how the performance went as long as they won The clean-up operation underway already those gold streamers that were covering Ange Postacoglou's head just ten minutes ago (laughs) are being cleared away a fairly unfamiliar sight in the middle of the pitch the stage is always there but it's not often that's where the trophy Gets handed out, it did this afternoon, and Celtic security staff are now in charge of it, ushering it up the tunnel and away to relative safety. Back to Celtic Park, I believe, a stage has been under construction all week, and uh, the Celtic fans will head there, the players and the staff will head there. And party time, I was going to say, will begin. But I think it's started already, Gordon, the party time will continue in the East End of Glasgow. Yeah,
3: and, and they deserve to party, uh, Gordon, because all the hard work's been done. It's not just this one game. It's all about a long, long, hard season. A lot of difficult games. Standard, the football, the goals, the entertainment. They turned up here today. There was a bit of pressure on them because everybody thought it was going to be five and six. They'd have been done by half-time. But they just found that way, especially when Inverness come back in 2-1. They showed why they've won a treble, showed why they've been champions. They were absolutely brilliant this season. And it now is about letting your hair down, going back to Celtic Park and enjoying it with the support that's followed you up and down the country. Mark, are these moments,
1: so you know, at the end of a season when, it, when you've come through a long, hard slog and you think way back to pre-season and the grueling nature of it, is tonight the moment where it maybe all hits home for the Celtic fans? Because, for instance, winning the title at Tynecastle rolled on to a game against Rangers, rolling on to Trophy Day, but, but this is it. This is the, yeah. the, 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 the final closing of the, this season's chapter, and is this the moment where the uh, it all yeah, gets Yeah, uh, of course.
2: For these for these Celtic players, I mean, it is relentless what they're asked to to give throughout a season. You know, you, you think uh, the, the pre-season, the pre-season tours, the Champions League campaign, uh, and it just goes on and on and on. But when the players are in the dressing room just now celebrating, they can sit. There is a day off, if you like, tomorrow, so they can let their hair down. And it'll be something to look back on a lot in their career. But I'll say, not just about today, the previous rounds where they got the job done, they did it the hard way. Rangers yeah. semi-final, Hearts away, St Mirren. So they should take a lot of credit for that. Yeah, maybe not for Callum McGregor and Greg Taylor. They'll get
1: about 12 hours off hours. and then yeah. away on Scotland duty very soon. Indeed, Gordon Diel. But I suppose, as a, as a player, these are the moments that make it all worth it, the hard yards throughout the season.
3: Yeah, there's nothing better than turning up the Hamden Last game of the season, Scottish Cup final, passing in sunshine and obviously win the cup in front of our huge support. And that's what Celtic achieved this afternoon. As I say, congratulations to Inverness, but the story is all about Celtic. It wasn't vintage, but it was about winning. They know how to win. They achieved that. They've got their hands on an another trophy, another treble. They'll take a bit of time mm-hmm. off. The interesting thing is, will the manager still be in place when they start again? That's the question the Celtic fans are asking, but that's for another day. Well, don't forget, you can give us a call,
1: 014-1951-1025. I'm sure many of you have been out enjoying the sunshine, enjoying the game, but it would be nice to hear what you made of it. Maybe you're filtering out of Hampden by now, making your way onto the trains and buses and cars. Give us a call, let us know what you made of it, because the Celtic fans inside the stadium certainly enjoyed it. So what about you lot that watched on at home as well? I know you're used to calling the GBX at this time on a Saturday night. Do not get confused. There will be no shout-outs from Gordon B. L. but if you want to get in touch, it is the usual number, 1025. Hugh Cavens, I've just got the fear that they're going to leave you in charge of bits and pieces between now and 10 o'clock.
6: <laughs> well, I started the day by relaxing with Tony Bennett, and I'll finish with uh, the GBX if you so desire, but... I think it is fair enough now to look at all things revolving around the club Uh, Ange Postacoglu and the players will receive all the credit in the world There'll be a sensational party at Celtic Park, I have no doubt But it would be remiss not to think about what happens now Dermot Desmond's in town I, I can't remember the last time Dermot attended a cup final But he's there today And there can be only one explanation for Dermot Desmond The principal shareholder being there And that is the ongoing speculation surrounding Ange Postacoglu The fans, once the hangover clears tomorrow That will be uppermost in their minds Because there is so much work to do Rangers have started to bring in players They are in the midst of a rebuild Celtic always have to be responding to what Rangers do And vice versa So there is much to be spoken about, much to be gone into, and nothing can really be discussed until Celtic know who's in charge.
1: I can see calls starting to come in. Richard in Livingston wants to share his thoughts. We're going to hear from him after the break. 951 1025. Get in touch.
0: The games are over. The talking begins. 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line.
1: And finally, the dust settles on hand in quite the evening here in the Glasgow sunshine where Celtic won yet another treble. It's that time where we get your post-match reaction, though arguably the most important bit of the show for us. So come on down and let us know how you're feeling, Celtic fans. 01419511025. Richard in Livingston, how would you sum it all up?
7: Um, oh, I'm just ecstatic about... Um about the result, obviously the game wasn't that great, but um, I didn't realise how much it meant until the final also when I'm still trying to calm down a bit
1: yeah, Is that maybe the nature of, of cup football Richard, and look, I'm sure lots of fans of other clubs would swap the, the level of domestic success you guys have but it also maybe raises the bar a bit, the expectation you almost expect every 90 minutes to be swashbuckling and extremely convincing it can't always be that way was there a bit of a, a, a release then when that full-time whistle goes? Is that when the picture becomes clear about what today
7: was all about? Uh, yeah, yeah. when the full-time whistle goes... I suppose that it's, we have got used to winning trophies over a few years and we're very, very lucky to to be in this period. But oh, I don't know, it's not It's not feel, feeling entitled or anything like that. It's just, I don't know, you it's like fear of failure almost. it's right there in front of you. It's fear of failure. But um, the the one thing I was saying to the producer guy um, as much as I didn't want to go on about Angie's um, future was um, I was really impressed with Carl McGregor's post-match comments after minutes coming off the pitch. You guys maybe haven't heard it yet, I'm not sure, but he said um, that after, obviously, the, the, the poor season when we failed to get the 10 in a row, he just said it's taken us uh, two years to get our trophies back, and and straight away, I mean that's when he came straight off the pitch. That must have been in his head the minute we failed that ten row season. And I'm just glad that no matter what happens, and uh, the weeks coming forward, that we've got somebody in the club like Carol McGregor. And people think he's a, he's a bit different from Scott Brown, and think, but I think he's a true true leader.
1: Yeah, Fraser Wisher I know having spoken to you. Well, on the show and privately, you are a, a huge admirer of what the Celtic captain does,
5: on and off the park, Gordon. You know, I think he, I think he's the best player in Scotland. I think he's a terrific footballer, and even for the fact that he's played fifty games or more for, for. Uh, for Scotland and all these trophies he's won for Celtic as well. I think he's still a bit underrated. I mean, he's display for half an hour against Real to forty minutes uh, this year was was absolutely outstanding. But off the park, he, he's one of the game's good guys as well. But uh, wants standards and wants standards in dressing room. And I think somebody who maybe didn't quite, we didn't, nobody thought maybe he didn't think he was going to have quite the career that he's, he's had when he was playing as a winger out at, at Notts County. I think Mark was talking about it earlier on. But he's he's adapted his position and now he's 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 a top top player and uh, and he knows having played in that disastrous season, you know, during the COVID times and in front of no supporters and the, the whole thing just falling apart. And then when Ange Postecoglou came in, then uh, the, the number of players that they had, they, they didn't have, it, have, have a, almost a full team to put out of experienced players. So he's seen that the huge turnaround and, and that, that can't be dismissed either. And people who, who say, yes, I'll take the biggest club and the biggest budget, of course they have, but you've got to use that wisely. And when Ange Postecoglou came in, losing his first few games as well, three of his first six games, something like that, people were questioning him Celtic supporters questioning who is this guy but he's turned it around and Cal McGregor's been at the centre of that just by going about his job well by being a brilliant professional by leading himself and doing doing his job on and off the park as well so yeah well done to Cal McGregor and there's a a, a banner went up in the, the crowd Gordon, and it showed the trophies he's had I think it's 20 major trophies as well unbelievable career Cal McGregor's had and still will have he'll play for many many years for Celtic
1: Glad you said that, because I was frantically counting them up, and I had arrived at 20, so it was nice to get that confirmed. Uh, I'm assuming the banner maker put a bit more thought into it than I did, and Hugh (laughs) Cavens, as Fraser says, yes, Celtic are expected to win a lot of trophies, but for one player who's nowhere near the end of his career yet, to have won 20 honours and five trebles and now multiple as captain as well, it is a sensational return. Yeah,
6: No one thought that Scott Brown could be replaced in the manner in which he has been replaced by Callum McGregor and if Callum McGregor paid the tribute to Ange Postecoglou in the immediate aftermath of the game finishing that was only to be expected because there is a mutual regard there captain for manager, manager for captain and you have to go back Ange Postacoglu has been so successful the team has been so entertaining that you actually forget just how bad it was when he got here. A season which imploded on Celtic when bad player after bad player was brought into the club, when European results were embarrassing, where everything, Ross County put Celtic out of the League Cup at Celtic Park, there was commotion in the streets because of the state that the club was in. Ange Postacoglu Got those first six games, won three, lost three and over the next two seasons in the league he played another 70 league games and he lost three. Three out of 70 in two seasons. That is the extent of the job that Ange Postacoglu has done at Celtic. And that's why when the party ends and we get back to normality Sunday or Monday or whatever may be, his future becomes the most important topic.
1: Yeah, Richard, I wonder if you can take us back, if you can remember when, I don't know what moment you want to pick, whether it was when Ange Postacoglu arrived or maybe the end of the, the previous season. Did you ever think this would be possible in, in two seasons, five out of six trophies?
7: Uh, no, I, what I do remember uh, just on Hugh's point about Um, Celtic fans forgetting how bad it was I don't because I specifically remember the the wait for Eddie Howe and my mum eh, I remember her saying to me, oh who's the new Celtic manager and I was so bewildered with the whole thing, I just said to her, oh some Australian guy Posta Coglu, no idea who it is I, I really didn't care who it was by that point You know, so it wasn't so I remember how bad it was. <laughs> um, I'll I'll not forget that. Um, but on on that though, there was a kind of positive well I saw it as a positive from Joe Hart when he done his interview after and he was he was asked about the question of uh, um the noise around the manager. And his words I'm paraphrasing a bit here, his words were um, yeah in football there's a lot of noise um, but that's all is just noise. But he was privileged enough to be on the inside, and it just it came across a little bit as if the players kind of know what's happening anyway.
5: Maybe,
1: maybe that is the case, Mark Wilson. The only thing that strikes me is I'd be amazed if anyone knows what Anj Postacoglu is thinking right now I mean obviously one or two people closest to him he just doesn't strike you as the as the type but maybe that is the case maybe Joe Hart is well informed and he's given everyone a hint but if what we're led to believe is the character of Ange Postacoglu he's very reserved, very withdrawn and uh, it'd be interesting to get inside his thoughts at this moment in time. Yeah, he keeps his distance from the
2: players so I'll be surprised if any of them know what's happening but you, it, listen. We can all speculate all we want, but when he's standing there with the trophy, raising it aloft, and he's seen, you know, forty thousand or whatever Celtic fans in here, um, and the the stature he's got, he's held in regard with them. It, you know, it's it's a big decision. If he mm. he does move, you know, there's no guarantees that moving down south will be a success. And he's got this Celtic team, plenty has um so far uh, in two years. What more can he do with with this set? Uh, 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 players, he, he could certainly improve in the Champions League and I'm pretty certain he would, he would want that, that is the top tier
1: of European football but the lure of uh, uh, sports just might be too much You just get a, a, an insight into some of the, the more private moments, private relationships maybe after games like this there's still you no know, Jota's out there uh, Kiogo's there with the flip-flops on interpreter by his side, I assume getting ready for some media duty, and Ange Postacoglu had joined live TV coverage uh, as well. Jota made a point of coming out the tunnel uh, with Aaron Moy, who of course was in his suit, injured picture. Uh, for those two, so again, maybe just a a friendship that no one really knows about from the outside. Why would you, Gordon Deal? But just I find it quite interesting. You get a little snapshot here into what goes on a bit behind the scenes.
3: Yeah, the supporters don't really see that, Gordon, about players. Um, They're just out there, a bit of memories, something when your career's over with, you can sit back and look at and uh, reflect on the happy times, looking at you with a teammate that didn't play today, and he's been a big part of what Celtic's achieved. Darren Moy, I think he's been a terrific signing. Um, But it's lovely to see these players taking it all in. Just shows you how much it means to them. As much as this is their third... Uh, trophy this season, it still means mm. so much to them. And I think for a manager and Celtic supporters, that's great to see. Yeah, I wonder, Fraser Wisher, because
1: obviously everyone is is different and we're talking about how much this one still means. So last season, Ange Postecoglou comes in and it's this new f- rock and roll, fast flowing style of football and wins two trophies. But if you remember, Rangers then finished the season on a high. They get to a Europa League final. They're what, a penalty kick or two away from winning it. They win the Scottish Cup and then everyone knows what Celtic are, are going to do in terms of their style this season. But they couldn't stop them.
5: Yeah, and, and I think that uh, this time last year with that Rangers team, I don't think there was much between the teams last year and Celtic did did the business and won, won the league. But uh, this year, I think they've got better and Rangers didn't. And that's been the, the difference where the gap has, has grown. And... Um, yeah, was that? I've seen Ange call. You've seen him speak when he, when he spoke at the PFA dinner when he. Uh, won the, the manager of the year, he he knows he's got a role to play and he knows his role as a Celtic manager because he spoke about likes so of Darren Young and James McPake and he always done a bit of research and he knew what they'd done that season. He's got that in, in his locker and he he is seems to be pretty much up on the Celtic tradition, the Celtic history as, as well as a football club. So he'll know exactly what this means to 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 Celtic supporters. You know, sometimes winning cups over the years you've seen bigger clubs that are they that interested in it, particularly down in England. But uh, he knows exactly what it means to, to this football club And we've spoken about it umpteen times you fantastically spoke about the managers Who hadn't won um, a, a, a treble So if he is to leave I think Ange would want this to be um, his, his, his leaving gift if you like Where he is on the, that list. He's on that unique list, that real list of history makers who who want have want a treble. So we can only wait and see. I don't think he'll give us anything in the, in the, the post-match conference. It's going to give us a clue either way. When the, when the it's the English papers that are writing about the speculation, the London papers, then there must be something in it. Um, Karen Brady, for example, in her English newspaper column about a month ago, was glowing in her praise. It was all about Ange oh, Postel So clearly he's been spoken in those kind of circles. So we can only wait and see And uh, for Celtic fans, if he was to leave, they'd be absolutely devastated. But he's left them on an absolute high if he does go. Yeah,
1: I'm sure of that. Well, we will hear from Ange Postacoglu before the end of the show. Thank you to Richard and Livingston. What about Charles in Greenock? What did you make of that tonight, Charles?
8: Uh, Well, I thought it was um, a foregone conclusion today, guys. It was an enjoyable game. um, And I don't think Celtic were ever ever under any pressure. It was kind of like... it was like course management. If anybody's playing a game of golf, it was just course management today. Celtic just had to carry a game. And uh, what I liked about Celtic today is uh, uh, they've changed so many players, even though it was like course management. They brought some, uh, the amount of substitutions they made, and uh, just the game just flowed. And... Uh,
3: your golf (laughs) analogy
1: Charles let me tell you he's nodding away like the Churchill dog here you're
3: happy with that yeah I think I think they started off with a nice uh, par four and they grew into the game but I think Charles was right they managed the game I don't think there was any danger they were ever going to lose it they weren't at their flowing best we all know that we were all like we turned up here today expecting plenty and plenty of goals people were predicting four five six nil and quite rightly so because if celtic play at their best they're capable of doing that but even when inverness get back into the game and all credit to them 2-1 celtic you always knew with the quality in the front three that they could go and put the
1: cup tied to bed. yeah mark that's the thing look we came in here on with a someone called it david and goliath last night on the show it was that type of thing on paper and in the end up, you had a scenario where Celtic were well below their best and Inverness did really well, and then it still wasn't enough. So I, I get what Rich, um, what Charles means in the terms of foregone conclusion because you're hoping Celtic have an off day if you're Inverness, and in some ways they did. Yeah. You're hoping you're bang at it, and in some ways they were. But
2: it just, just wasn't enough. It, it, just the gap was just too big to be made up by Inverness. But I tell you what, the Celtic players at 80-odd minutes when Mackay scores to make it 2-1. I don't care who you're playing against. In a cup final, when someone pulls a goal back with six, seven minutes left, you are nervy. But it
1: goes to show you the quality that then they can just pull on their reserves and and go up and score a third. Charles, what do you make of this as an achievement then, if if we're saying that the football match won't live long in the memory? What will this achievement do?
8: Well, it it ticks off another... uh... Another achievement, another notable achievement. It's a world record eighth world uh, treble. Uh, it's, you know, these things, well, they don't happen often because it's a world record. Uh, it goes, um, so Celtic are in an incredible position. My position, you know, we're all talking about whether Angel will go or stay next year. Celtic are now in a position where, are they going to break the toe? Uh, to bring in a cycling analogy, are they, to, are they going to break the draft? Are they going to break the toll from uh, Rangers and be end up so far ahead? At what point? How many trebles do Celtic need to win for us to call a league null and void? How, how many trebles do we need to say, is it going to be 10? Because uh, at what point are we going to say, hold on, we need to re-evaluate and, and we uh, change our league setup somehow? Or I don't know. I don't know.
1: Admit it, it's, uh, it's not the turn I expected the, the call to take uh, from a Celtic fan. We've gone from r- hailing the world record achievement to almost demeaning it and suggesting that it means we need to, to reset. Fair enough. I was, I'm was i tempted to hang around for the curling, balls, archery and cricket analogies that are sure to follow. Um, but there we are.
6: Well, uh, I'll give you a, a red wine analogy. Charles is havering. Uh, and uh, you know, you know, you can celebrate your team's victory, but keep things in perspective. We're, we're we're praising Celtic because they have regrouped and done so well over the last two years. That's how quickly football can change. Uh, there's now a manager across the way at Ibrox who's bringing in new players at rebuilding and looking to make uh, an assault on Celtic's two in a row. So. Charles, you need to just calm down and talk about Declaring the league null and void Praise to your team, but don't be daft Uh,
1: And again, spoke about these private moments The game finished, I don't know, 45, 50 minutes ago And uh, Joe Hart is sitting alone in the technical area At Hampden, you know, those big old technical areas we've got down here And uh, I don't know, he's on his phone maybe FaceTime to some family members But just taking a quiet moment to take it all in, Mark And there's something quite striking about that We mentioned... With regards to him earlier, he's kind of seen it all, yeah. you know, in, in football. He's certainly seen a lot, a lot more than, you know, some starry-eyed teenager who comes in and, and can't believe what what's happened today. But clearly still has an impact on him. Of course, he, he understands the club as soon as he came in. He, he struck an instant connection
2: with the fan base and you can see what it means to him. Every trophy that he lifts for the club um, you know, means the world to him, and and that says something about Joe Hart because you know he's he's no spring chicken. He's getting on. He's he's played at the top level, for a lot of big clubs in country,
3: but this still means the world to him. I'll tell you what, Mark. If I was his teammate, I'd there dragging him in. Tell me, get, in, tell the team up, and get, get the in the bus <laughs> and let's get back <laughs> and celebrate. But yeah. you're right, a guy with his career. I watched him, he walked about the pitch, he was FaceTiming someone, It obviously means a lot to him, he's still sitting there, and uh, his teammates must be wondering what he's doing.
1: <laughs> ah, how things have changed, Hugh Keevens, all those Scottish Cup finals you covered, did you ever consider that players might want to FaceTime their family on the pitch
6: afterwards? I don't even know what FaceTime is. Uh, I remember being held up, uh, and Dale makes the point wisely, remember being held up. Well, Joe Miller tried to give a urine sample and couldn't So the press were kept there for about two hours Until Joe finally gave a urine sample But uh, FaceTime, that's a new one in me.
1: Well, there's nothing worse Because we've been trapped inside Hamden for quite some time And without oversharing, I'm the absolute opposite I would have no problem whatsoever right now I'm just trying to assess whether it's going to be possible at the next break Uh, I'm looking at the watch, that's for sure But anyway, you two can can keep me right Uh, We are going to... ...take more calls of course, you can tweet us as well... ...the party I think is starting to to gather uh, at Celtic Park... ...the players are not actually expected there for quite some time yet... ...this is going to go late into the night... ...Joe Hart is still sitting in the technical area... He's still taking selfies. Do you know what he's going to have to do, though? He's going to have to delete yeah. that, because in the background, <laughs> it is, it's, red, <laughs> it's It's a red, white and, and blue, blue. That's balloon set up from the Inverness end that's yeah. made it into the background of his selfie. And there's nothing worse. And he'll crop it out, put a nice filter on it. Ah, and try ah, now.
2: You'll need to move that. No, I I'm with have, if I was one of his teammates, I would oh, be out there and say, right, Joe, yeah, come yeah, on, enough. we've,
1: we've seen enough. Let's, let's get back to Celtic Park. <laughs> but again, again, Fraser, is that is that part of it? You know, you can't be, you can't be presumptuous, you know, and... But yet you have to almost plan, and I'm sure Inverness did it as well, I think Inverness did have plans in place, should they uh, you know, have succeeded today. So Celtic, we're building the stage all week, and uh, the fans are now going to head back there. Do you think there's that, that, that sort of conscious effort from the club, if you like, to to not let this just seem like it's normal? Don't all just go away and go to bed and think this is just another day?
5: Yeah, I, think it's, uh, I don't think it's presumptuous, because you have to assume your team's going to win. And uh, I think we all predicted I think even in the rest fans Deep down Thought their team had, had little chances as well So we, we all thought Celtic Were going to win And just go and, go and celebrate it It's a modern world With all these, this technology Of FaceTime And memories Interesting that he's doing that I And mean, you always try and think Don't read too much into it But there was a wee bit of emotion When uh, Jota came off as well You know a really Prolonged hug With uh, Ange Postecoglou And the same with Kyogo Wasn't just the usual Kind of well done Going to Go and take a seat So uh, it's clearly an emotional day For for the Celtic players as well And uh, whether that means Anything Or whether it just means That they join the moment We will find out In the in the, in the coming days But it's, it's interesting You said there Joe Hart 70 caps He's won the English League He's played In World Cups as well Clearly still enjoying The moment And that's that's good to see
1: the update I thought I would keep providing on Scottish Cup final, but if anyone cares he is still sitting in the technical area I don't know if we need to get like a, a sort of clock set up or anything like that, I'll maybe stop banging on about it but he genuinely is and is going absolutely nowhere, so who knows what's going on. Um, it was my my best mate at Celtic lifting the cup just now as we speak, physio. the physio
2: Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Tim spent a lot of time together
1: uh, Honestly, yes, yeah, so it's starting to wind down uh, ...certainly, Hugh Kevins, if you are interested, it was a break from tradition, we tr- uh-huh. we asked the question just to try and find out why, because uh, we said it's the oldest trophy in association football and we're yeah. so used to over the years the number of iconic figures that have climbed these famous stairs at hand and are the old version of them and, uh, and lifted that trophy aloft, it wasn't the case today... And uh, I think, um, I mean, I'm led to believe ultimately it's just someone's preference within the Scottish F8. So I don't know if that's well, Rod Petrie in his role who gets to make that final call or whatever.
6: But I Whoever suppose. it was, whoever had the idea, it's a bad idea because it downplays the whole occasion. You know, we, we, we on about the, the occasion, the sense of occasion, the importance of the occasion. And it's just an unsatisfactory way to be handing out a, a A cup that means a treble to a club Um, But it will not impact on Ange Postacoglu Callum McGregor or anybody else They, once they get Joe Hart out of that technical area Will go and have what they will regard as the proper party
1: He's on his feet he's gone, there he is, down the tunnel <laughs> I mean he's actually swapped with Benji but anyway, uh, there we are so it is starting to wind down Ange Postecoglou, Fraser Wishart's already started it, did you notice that? he's pouring over the body language he's having a look at what it all means what about his words in his post-match interviews he won't be far away from delivering that to us and as soon as he does, we'll get it to you and you can hear from Billy Dodds he's coming up next
0: after they play, you Have your say! 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards open line.
1: Yeah, I said after the last break the dust was settling at hand and the dust has now settled so much I'm starting to wonder if we'll get kicked out of this press box before uh, the show ends, luckily. We've got the Dream Team in the studio looking after things as well. And let's be honest, what a way it would be to end the season on Clyde Run Super Scoreboard if Mark Wilson and Gordon Beale got huckled out of Hamden on Scottish Cup final day. But we we fight on for now. Uh, and we do still have callers lined up for you. So let's speak to Tony, who is in Paisley. Tony, how would you sum up your feelings as a Celtic fan tonight?
9: Just what what a great day. What what a great end to the season. You know, I think this is just kind of top to off. And obviously... I watched the game It wasn't a great game To be honest You know what I mean It was, it was alright for, for an NBLF team We, we probably could have done better But I mean You've got the, the pressure that the players You know They're probably Thinking in their heads and now Is my manager Going to be here next season You know That plays a massive part In the psychology and That probably You know nails probably came into that When the players were thinking about Is the manager Going to be here next season Or more no? But See, see if Ange was to go Obviously there was a the bitterness on this With Brendan Rodgers When he left And because it was midway Through a season And whatever And and people look back on him You know he delivered success Do you know what I mean And people move on You know people have got to realise That Celtic is a statement stone club Do you know what I mean And you know If Ange does move on I wish he all the success Because what he's done In the past two years whilst he's been here Has been nothing short of remarkable
1: Yeah we're in that strange territory Hugh Keevans Because look, we've known this all week It, it was it was unavoidable. It would be crazy of us to, to not acknowledge it, but it does feel strange because he's, he's still in there with a bottle of beer perhaps in hand and uh, the Scottish Cup sitting, waiting to go back and celebrate at Celtic Park. But but Tony will be representative of so many Celtic fans tonight wondering, firstly, if that is the last game they'll see under Ange Postecoglou, uh, and then sort of you know acknowledging that it wouldn't be a bad way to go out if it is.
6: I'm glad that Tony was of that kind of frame of mind where he was quite willing to say thank you Ange for all that you've done if indeed he is going because some of the callers last night you know with reference to Brendan Rodgers I thought were way over the top very very unfair you can't talk about a Celtic family and then use words that were used last night to describe a manager already left mid-season but he was doing what Ange Postacoglu may do he was Following His professional ambition He wanted back into the top flight of English football And he went back Ange Postacoglu I suspect Wants to try the top flight of English football Before his time in football Is up I just think that whoever Stays or goes If you want to think of The Celtic family as the supporters call it You've got to be respectful of men And what they do for the club And when they go Show gratitude and not the kind of language that was used about Brendan Rodgers.
1: Tony, it was impossible to, to not do this. We, we are far away. We are up in the, the gods here at Hamden. Were you were you watching closely? Were you watching the the actions of Ange Postacoglu and the players after it to, to almost try and get a read to, 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 to assess whether anything is imminent?
9: And I was watching in the pub, and I was trying my hardest to kind of focus and concentrate on the, kind of, uh, the, the after-match comments just to try and see if there was wee hints there which says, I'm staying next season. But, I mean, everyone's been doing that all week with interviews with the Q&A's that have been posted and whatever, and it's, it's just so hard to tell. You know, he's, he's obviously going to be diplomatic for for obvious reasons. You know, he's not going to, he's not going to want to try and kind of say, no, I'm staying, and then something You know, he, he'll probably want this job and it shames me to say it, but I mean, it's a, it's a maybe not top six this season or the, the past decade, or whatever, but it's a top six champ, eh, a top six table League team. Do you know what I mean? Champions League finalists a couple of seasons ago, a club that's worth so many billions. You know, probably get the most expensive of one of the best stadiums in world football. Of course, he's going to want to test his cell there.
1: Yeah, I mean Fraser Wishart. That it was always going to be that. Type of day. I, this is the really boring bit, though, because I, what I don't know if we've actually acknowledged yet. Maybe nobody actually knows yet. Okay, because Ange Postacoglu was saying earlier this week that you know agents and so on wouldn't dare contact him before the final. Is it not the most the most predictable or the most uh, believable scenario here is that actually the question hasn't even been asked yet? So maybe it comes and then everyone's sort of getting ahead of themselves But I know it's not the the most exciting one But maybe you just have to sit this one out and wait and see
5: Yeah, I mean, if the stories are, are, are correct And Spurs are interested in Angie Porto Coglu The stories are saying that, that they'll want it done either way At, uh, at the beginning of, of, of next week So you'd imagine that one way or another It will move move fairly quickly And it's it difficult sometimes Because you read things in the newspapers and so-and-so's favorite for the job and then he realized it's probably an advert for a, for a betting company somebody's put 100 quid on some so-and-so so to become the manager therefore the odds have, have dropped so uh this this one's a wee bit different as i said earlier there's a wee bit of there's, there's from the english tabloids they're writing about it as well and, and he hasn't said no he hasn't said no nah, that's rubbish mate mate yet <laughs> so he's um uh, so th- there might just be something here, but you're right, we don't know. And Ange Postecoglou keeps everything to himself. Mark's right, you know, the information you get from people is that he keeps his distance. He's that type of manager who likes it when he comes in, he's not too close to the players. That's the, the coach's job as well. So I don't think anybody really knows. And uh, if there has been a conversation, if there's not been a conversation, but I think Celtic will want to know pretty soon, as well Spurs, if there's an interest there. So This thing will move quickly. This, I, won't be a dra- this won't drag on.
6: I go back to the presence of Dermot Desmond at Hamden. He didn't just turn up out of the blue. He's here with a business purpose. And we're talking about a club, Spurs, um, PLC. The Stock Exchange would have to be informed of what happens with Postacoglu because it affects the share price. So this is way beyond body language and whether Ange patted the Celtic badge or whether Ange waved one way or another. It's beyond body language. We're now into boardroom serious talk territory.
1: get To all that though, Tony, allow yourself to enjoy tonight for a couple of minutes. How would you sum it all up, this achievement, getting it over the line today?
9: Just Brilliant, just just a massive contrast between what what we've seen obviously in the COVID season, and you know, I'm so grateful what we fluffed the ten. I'm um, I'm I'm so grateful because if if we succeeded the ten in a row, I think what Neil Lennon would still be on the sidelines today. So uh, do you know what I mean? It's it's, it's one of the ones. It's it's just I feel like if that didn't happen when they have an so I'm just I'm, I'm so grateful for them. And uh, you know if I if I could exchange, either ten in a row.
1: There we are, that probably speaks volumes about how Tony feels. Thank you to Tony. Just a a footnote on tonight's game. Remind me to uh, have a word with Marvin Bartley about his attire that he's picked for TV coverage yeah, he's here he, he, unless yeah. unless he's, he's, off, unless he's off to a wedding <laughs> afterwards I'm not sure uh, I'm not sure we'll have to have words with him uh, and assess that that's for sure Ange Postacoglu can tell you if you want to pour over his every word uh, we will do that in the not too distant future at all let's bring in William and Priestall tonight William how's it going No, he's gone, there Well, that's fine, it's a busy Saturday night. Lots of you still trying to get through, which I am uh, delighted with, I must say. Always impressed with how many of you take the time to get in touch and share these big nights with us, so thank you very much for doing so. Um, you can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB, and lots of you are. Uh, Danny says, elated, these memories stay with us forever. Trophies aren't easy to come by, trebles are a level above. They're earned, not a God-given Right. And uh, lion says Ange has now won everything he possibly can win at Celtic. You can't grudge him if he wants to try something else. Uh, so that's a, a very uh, sort of regular theme that's uh, coming through there on Twitter. Um, you can phone us, of course, usual number. We're here until nine o'clock tonight. I'm trying to assess, it. we've got a couple of callers trying to come through. Is William with us? William, can you hear me? Yeah,
10: I can hear you.
1: What are you thinking tonight then?
10: Oh, it was fantastic today. Um, I wasn't as worried as some fans were on the builder. Um I just thought this was a combination of a great season. Um, particularly Jota today. Fantastic. Um, my main point was, I really believe 100% Ange is not leaving. And I think we're going to get clarity on this come Monday.
1: Well that's it Hugh, again we've seen that all week, the strength, in fact you know I was out and about today and lots of people coming up and saying okay have you heard back from all the guys that say Ange Postacoglu is going to get a five year contract tonight, you know that we're so divided on this and it's a prediction, that's really all it is and very very divided, there are some people who are absolutely certain it's not happening. Um, and it will be a nervous old few days for them, I suspect.
6: Well, I, I don't think it's possible for William or anyone else to say with 100% certainty, Ange is staying or Ange is going. That's simply not possible. Dermot Desmond's in town. Peter Lawwell's sitting beside him. New deal. Well, the, you know, the, there's absolutely no word of a new deal being in the offing. I think this thing has... Many twists and turns, and will involve a lot of talking. Uh, I'll I'll take my first hint on Monday because it would be a standard newspaper practice for Ange Postecoglou to be photographed at Lennox Town with the three trophies in front of him. A man wins the treble. A man would want to have that photograph taken. Will he be there on Monday to have that photograph taken? And where do we go from there? So. It's simply not possible for William or anyone else to say he is definitely staying or he's definitely going. Not at this particular moment.
1: Well bow to your experience, but there's also a high chance Mark Wilson will have a flight booked to Greece tonight <laughs> or tomorrow. <laughs> well, I know that'd be the case for me.
2: I'd be, I'd be offski straight away, whether the manager
1: decides otherwise. Hang, you're not
2: hanging around for a photo, are you? No, not particularly. Um, but well, maybe Ange Postecoglou's got different ideas. But I think. Hugh's right in terms of how this will go. Uh, you know, we'll certainly get a better idea, a clearer picture in the the early days of next week, Monday, Tuesday, of where this is going to turn and the approach, if it's going to come, it's going to come in the next probably 48 hours. William, what gives you your confidence that this has
1: a happy ending?
10: Well, we go back to Brendan Rodgers, right? I remember we had um, the show was it, at the Armadillo C CC, and he, he made a comment about Danny again and and it was a a pure false comment. It turned out Danny felt quite embarrassed about it. And that kind of shows you the the kind of man that Rogers was. However, Ange Congress thinks me as an honest man, and I I think he likes to keep people on. The tender hoots, wondering what he's thinking. And I, I, I just got this feeling. He's going to sign a new deal. And um, he just wants everybody waiting for it. And then seeing the signs in the deal, how much of the Celtic fans are going to love him even more? Oh,
1: wow. They, they certainly will, if that is to be the case. I, I, I don't know, Gordon. I must say, everyone's got their own take on it, which is fine whether Brendan Rodgers embellished or entirely made up a, an anecdote about Danny McGrain, I, I, I'm not sure the, the, the relevance that, that it would have to whether Ange Postacoglu first of all, if he's asked the question and then how he responds to it
3: Yeah, I don't think he's got to give anything away Gordon um, I think uh, a lot of Celtic supporters I think realise that he might be leaving the club me personally if I was going to stick my neck in the line I would say they will not be at Celtic next season Really? Uh, Yeah, I would say. You've um, gone strong. I've gone a very big percentage. I know that could be sad news for ourselves. I hope I'm wrong, because I've liked uh, the way he's come into Scottish football. I like what he brings. I like the attacking football. But the lure of Tottenham Hotspur, English Premier League, he will leave on a massive high tonight with a treble. I really do hope I've got this wrong, but I... am Nearly at the 100%. Sounds like, sounds like you've had inside info. Will be the Tottenham Hotspur manager.
1: Oh, is that an
2: exclusive? I, I'm,
3: the, I'm here to be shot down if I'm wrong, but I do believe... <laughs> he
1: sounds certain. Is this the old South Melbourne connection that they
3: struck the up, way, up after 10
1: days together? He, he was right a couple, of, a couple of weeks ago when
2: he, you know, before we were talking about this, Daz did come in the studio and say there was something in the making with Tottenham. He's doubling down now.
1: So so let me get this straight. We've just sat for the last week and said this guy, is famously reserved, cards close to his chest and yet somehow the only person in Scottish football that knows for I sure do, is this guy. I, let, me, no let, let me tell a quick story. Since since the caller is going about random anecdotes to show you a man's character, Hugh Evans and Fraser Wisher, you will be familiar with the scene at hand and you're here on the desk in the press box, you've got a TV in front of you. It's just a TV and it shows you the game. Now a warning message appeared on the TV <laughs> and Gordon Dale spent five minutes trying to press it because they thought it was some. Sort Of touch screen computers, so if you think that he has the inside track, I'm not so sure.
6: No, he's not exactly a candidate for the West Wing, is he really? You know, um, but the the deal I don't think has been done yet, but I think the Celtic fans are entitled to be concerned.
1: Fair enough, concise, and yeah, I think that that would certainly. Sum it up. I don't think that that would be a stretch at all, uh, and we are going to hear from him very soon. By the way, so it'll be fascinating to hear what he does say. I must tell you, you Celtic fans, if you're heading along to Celtic Park and expecting the players any time soon, I wouldn't. I think that's Lealabada, is it? Someone is still out there in their suit, or is it Greg Taylor, the sons of my eyes, anyway, someone's now, they've at least got their suit on, they're out doing more interviews with Celtic TV, but two minutes ago, Alistair Johnson was out there, still in his strip as well, so it, it it could be a long old wait, that's for sure, but anyway, 01419511025, and we're going to hear from Ange Postacoglu next.
0: It's Clyde One, Super Scoreboard's open line, 0141 951 1025.
1: Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL still here at Hamden, Hugh Evans Fraser Wishart still with us in the studio as well, and you're about to hear from Ange Postacoglu, so I'm sure you will be very, very interested in what he had to say. Let's quickly bring in John, who's on the line, what are you thinking
11: tonight, John? Right, the North Barrow. Um, basically what it is, actually, I'm just speaking on behalf of, uh, basically, myself, my friends, my family, and all the Celtic families out there. Um, We love Angie Bix, obviously, he's been amazing to the club, a servant, he's done a brilliant job running players, nobody had ever heard of before, turned the whole system around, and all this talk about Tottenham Hotspur, this and that, I mean, we hear it every year, we hear it with different players, different managers, to keep on hearing it i we always going to hear it but I think no matter what happens we love this day and basically we take it to cherish it and we've broken a record
1: That relationship is that you mentioned that because you think it's, it's strong enough that Ange Postecoglou will be back to try and do this again next season?
11: Really I think he will be back yeah I think he'll be back I don't think he goes for the money I don't think he goes for this or that but I think he's got a chance of Champions League again which I think we will improve on again we will increase in depth with our players and the players we have will get stronger by the day under his manager I think he's a great manager I think he's brilliant and I think the fans love him no matter what
1: I think what we can agree on then Mark Wilson let's meet in the middle because I feel like most of the pundits certainly the man to your right, he's got it done and dusted. But most would acknowledge, if the question is asked, I think most of the pundits feel it, it, it would be a yes. It would be hard. What if you listen though to to fans like John on the line and various others? You look at the scenes, and there is that obvious bond, and there is the carrot of the Champions League. So can we at least agree that if for whatever reason, if he if Spurs isn't isn't the perfect fit, then. He's still onto a very good thing here. So yeah. it's going to be a tough decision. And if for whatever reason, if there was something that put him off, if he didn't like what he heard, if he wasn't given the assurances, it, it would be a perfectly understandable that he might want to stay and save this oh, stuff. without doubt. Because I, th- I still think this is a challenge for him
2: here. I, you know, an early course is, you know, Ange's done everything, he's ticked everything and, and that's that. But I think he would actually want to evolve this team into something else. Maybe reinvent it further down the line winning in a different way, there's still work to be done in the Champions League, you know, that that is the biggest stage, uh, what that looks like to Ange Postecoglou, I'm not too sure, but you'd have to take steps of winning games in the group, and progressing out the group of course, or if that's then fallen down into the Europa League, going on a, a run similar to Rangers did last season, that is real success and that's still a challenge
1: that's there for Ange Postecoglou if he has to stay next season. Let's hear a bit of what he had to say then. Let's get the thoughts of Ange Postacoglu right now.
12: Yeah, look, uh, very proud of you know, the whole group, and you know, a little bit surreal when you come to think about you know, what what we've achieved. And um, I've said before, coming off the back of last year when probably you know, we had unexpected success in terms of the double. There was a gap there, and that was the Scottish Cup. And the challenge this year was to come back bigger, better. You know, I said it on the last day, and and try and improve and it's easy for me to say that but the lads have just embraced every challenge along the way and uh you know we for us to do that you know we 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 needed to fill that gap that we had last year and um you know winning the scottish cup you know it's such a great occasion anyway um you know and this football club's got an unbelievable um history and history of success and you know for this group now they've got their small sort of bit of history in there now that's there forever, which uh, you yeah, couldn't be prouder of.
1: Yeah, I mean, Hugh, before we get to more obvious answers on, on perhaps his future, n- nothing's accidental, is it? You hear him there referencing the speech you made on the pitch at the end of last season.
6: He's a first-class speaker. Um, when he addressed the crowd and said, we we'll were back bigger, better, stronger, he was true to his word. And then when they won the title... Again this season He said champions again Five times And he gave five reasons Why they were champions again Uh, So An excellent wordsmith I've always said If he hadn't been such a good football manager He'd be a top class journalist But I don't think any of this Takes us anywhere nearer To finding out What is actually happening With him in the immediate future Well,
1: Of course uh, It may be a bit predictable Some people perhaps thought he would focus on today. He was asked and he well, this is the answer he gave about enjoying the moment.
12: Look, I think first thing is you just gotta before you look ahead, just enjoy it because, you know, we everyone works has worked awfully hard for this. It's been a long season, um, with the World Cup in between. Some of our boys have been to a World Cup mid season. The fact that they're still out there putting in and uh, you know, the the amount of monumental effort that they've put into it. I mean, you, you saw Keogh today, you know, there was, he was barely fit. He's got to go to his national team, but his thoughts were about playing for this football club and doing what he can, and, and they all deserve to enjoy this. You know, it's not about what's next for any of them. It's enjoy this. That's why I said to them, the dressing and don't, you know, there's no point they can celebrate this one a little bit harder than they have the others, and they, they do a fair crack at the others as well, by the way, but... Um, <laughs> knowing that there's tomorrow there's, you know, there's a holiday there for all of them so um, just enjoy it enjoy it now and whatever's next will take care of itself
6: Here. I buy that explanation it's not about what's next that is a perfectly understandable thing to say tonight tomorrow we have to move on everybody Ange the press the fans and the day after we have to move on a bit further because Fraser Gordon and Mark Wilson will tell you that in football you celebrate your successes but they only last for a day the following day you have to plan for the future
1: yeah, I mean that's the thing Fraser wish up for everyone how dramatic would it have been if he had either rocked into the the press conference holding up a new contract or with a Spurs scarf on it, <laughs> n- n- neither of which were ever going to happen tonight
5: well, had, it was a couple of celebrations when I was at Rangers It lasted more than a day, I have to say So uh, that's maybe maybe, maybe the, the old day player compared to the modern day player But yeah, there's also legal things There's contracts and things that are all far too confusing for this for this kind of forum You know, we don't know what's in his contract You can't go speaking to other clubs without permission the club and things like that as well So it will all come out in, in the wash It hasn't said no, there's no interest at all Or no, I will definitely be here And I think it's over the weekend will be conversations with... Um, they would have probably had anyway with Dermot Desmond to say right, okay, we've won five out of six trophies, and he would want to take the club further. I thought the one disappointment this season Was their Champions League uh, performances I thought it was As good a chance as you get uh, to, to finish Certainly third And maybe even second And, and they just they just fell short So As Postal Kocka was saying And somebody else t- Talked about a five year contract for him That'll be part of it He'll also want to know Right What am I getting? What's in the budget? What can I do wages wise? What can I do transfer wise? Where are we going to get these players That are going to take this very good team To that next stage Of perhaps getting into the last 16 Of the Champions League So uh, and will enjoy a couple of beers I'm sure a couple of drinks and uh, and, and overnight but uh, he'll be back at it tomorrow conversations will take place with all sorts of people um, and always, and there might be players leaving as well you know who's got to go and speak to as well so he was right in a sense of you enjoy the day and you and, and then you celebrate your success and celtic fans will celebrate long into the night but part of the conversation with celtic supporters later on the night especially after a few drinks we've we'll seen, is Ange staying? I hope he's staying. So that, that becomes part of the conversation as of, as of tomorrow.
1: Yeah, can't offer you a great deal of clarity, Celtic fans or anyone else that's interested, but let's hear another answer on Ange Postacoglu's future.
12: I anticipate enjoying this moment for the next 24, 48 hours as long as I can before somebody drags me away and takes my attention away from enjoying something that's been hard-earned. So, you know... The reality of it is, there's probably players in the dressing room who won't be here next year, yeah? That's the nature of football. But I want them to enjoy it, I'm going to enjoy it, and that's all I'm going to focus on for, like I said, until somebody grabs me by the collar and tells me that I have to answer certain questions. So.
1: Two things can be true, Mark Wilson. We can acknowledge that he was never going to just announce either way what it was tonight. What can also be true at the same time, this is not making the Celtic fans feel any better tonight. <laughs> no. Not even close. No,
2: no, not at all, because it's still up in the air. Um, there will be some,
1: like the callers we've had. But I mean, those, those comments are particularly oh, up in the air, aren't they? Yeah,
2: yeah. No can extract from that, really, anything. Um, and it doesn't shed any.
1: Okay, but the road I'm trying to take you down is if you were going to extract something, it wouldn't be good news,
3: no? Um, yeah, Gordon, you picked up, and nah, picked up it as well. I thought he answered them very cleverly. Uh, but I thought he got it for the first time. I thought the first hint was there. As I said, everybody's got their opinion. Ange Poster is in a great position, whether he goes or stays. I've made my, my feelings clear. I hope he stays in Scottish football. I love the way he goes about his business. But I'm right up there in the fact that Ange Poster will be the Spurs manager.
1: Uh, I mean, Hugh, what do you think? Maybe I'm. Um beaten by a week of all this stuff and you over-analyse it but it, it just wasn't of course he's not giving anything away he's an expert at it there's maybe nothing to give away but it, it was it was 0% encouraging for the Celtic fans that was it?
6: I absolutely agree with you he used the expression the nature of football the nature of football is that you never know the minute and Australians want to make it in Europe Ange Postacoglu has gone the long way round via Yokohama and Glasgow. And when he says make it in Europe, he, I think, is talking about one of the major leagues and the one across the border from here is one of the major leagues. He would be expected to be flattered by Spurs' interest and he would expected to be very interested in that. What we need now... And what we have so far lacked Is the clarity of who's talking to who And when will a formal offer If one is to be made When will it be made?
1: It's just sort of an obvious Fraser That there is a line drawn here This is the end of the season To state the obvious He doesn't have to face the media again In two days time Like he always has to do during the season There is no midweek press conference And then previewing the next game And then reviewing the game And then on and on we go so there is that. There is that breathing space there for him tonight to properly just say, "Let's see what's next," and no one else can really come back to that within the next few weeks.
5: Yeah, and it's well deserved. I mean, I think he made the point about the players having celebrated the successes already, but they're going to really celebrate this one. You know, and the modern day player, he doesn't quite get the freedoms that uh, perhaps. I certainly had and Gordon had where he had no social media he had no f- phones he had no supporters being able to stick you on the internet so you were able to go and enjoy yourself and have, and have, a, have a pint but nowadays the players can't do that they can only do it at certain times so so Ranch Postacoglo is exactly the same and having to front up a football club the size of Celtic and the intense media interest from all over the world day in, day out not not just week, week in, week out then I think it, it can sometimes it can, it can be tiring for him so he'll probably welcome the fact that he's got a break but his break will involve, I think, talking to Dermot Desmond and talking about next season for Celtic. What's on offer? How can they make the club better? What the club going to invest in the playing side? And to his contract, because that will play a part. If he does have an offer from Spurs or any other club, that'll play a part. Can can Celtic persuade him to stay? So these are the questions that will be answered over, over the coming days. And uh, for, for all the big celebrations this weekend for the Celtic supporters, tomorrow they'll be waking up and be thinking, oh no, they'll be dreading picking up the newspaper on Monday morning and, and, and until lunch says he's staying.
1: Maybe, just maybe, Mark Wilson. He appears on that stage outside Celtic Park
5: oh, like a yeah. stars
1: in your eyes. The smoke, <laughs> the pyrotechnics, holds up his new contract, recreates the scene from Wolf of Wall Street to say that he's staying and you will be down there as quick as a flash. <laughs> oh, I'll be there cheering on uh, like
2: thousands of other Celtic fans if that was the case, but I think that's a fairy tale a bit too far. I'm inclined to, to agree with the man to my right. I, I think it's too big allure for Ange Postacoglu where he wants to test himself and I think we saw a farewell wave at the end of this game which will disappoint many Celtic fans but I think he'll leave on good terms with the Celtic fans unlike Brendan Rodgers I think he'll be remembered in the right way for the way he shaped this club over the past two years but needless to say Celtic fans would have loved him to stay for another crack of that Champions League
1: well, all you amateur psychologists can advert your eyes to Celtic Park and find out what you make of his behaviour there. But that is it. The sun is genuinely setting on Scottish Cup final day at Hamden and what a day it was. Inverness, Caledonian Thistle, huge credit to them, they played their part, they made it uncomfortable for Celtic, but Ange Postecoglou's motto of never stopping came to fruition once again. They win a football match again, they win a trophy again and they win a treble again, an eighth treble for Celtic. This one under Ange Postecoglou. the celebrations will go on long into the night, maybe long into the weekend. The big question will remain, was this Sanj Postacoglu's final match in charge of Celtic. Watch this space.